Good evening, Grinners. We meet again. Another Friday night here uh, in Gotham City. There is wrestling on. The great three-hour block of wrestling that we've all come to know and love. Um, two shows that definitely get rave reviews every week. Last week we had a hell of a time. So we're going to run it back here again uh, with SmackDown and Rampage, the show that you've been waiting on on for. I think it's on. Um, very excited. Enjoyed this last time, so hopefully we have a good time. Sam Joe is, of course, wrestling tonight. Uh, the Ring of Honor World's television title is on the line, which is the most prestigious prize in all of entertainment. Um, I seen in all of television earlier, and I actually got a couple of DMs from folks on streaming and said, actually, <clears throat> entertainment. Um, so, so, yeah, so we've got that. I don't necessarily know what's on SmackDown. Uh, I don't really watch it too closely, but if something interests me, I will keep my eye on it. I'm currently watching a rerun. Uh, BT is showing a, a rerun of last week's program featuring the solo Sokoa. So in a minute, I'm going to get a Carrying Cross rerun with the black and white filter. Um, genuinely, though, what I am interested with Rampage, and I'm getting to this as the night unfolds, is this is a big show in terms of Arthur Ashe. We're going to get a couple of announcements tonight. You know, there's going to be some stuff put in place, which is interesting. And obviously, Arthur Ashe is their biggest TV of the year. I thought that what we've, what we've got the lineup so far, I actually think the lineup itself may end up being better than last year's in its own way. Um, it doesn't quite feel the same, but I guess how could it, right? It's, we've already seen it before. But um, from what I can gather, there's going to be some cool shit taking place tonight in terms of that side of things. So we shall see. I've also heard good things about Penelope Ford and, and Willow. So I'm, I'm excited. All right, let's have a look at the chat. See some hows or howls. Um, vroom, vroom. Or how, or how. I'll be the first to bring it up. Okay. Thoughts on Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Um, it doesn't do a lot for me. It's the kind of thing that I think you could easily have, like, got way more out of and let Logan wrestle, like, six matches before he wrestled for the World Heavyweight title. And do it like a kind of miracle run and tell a story with it, but they don't give a shit about that kind of thing. They want to get that, you know, adrenaline rush of the me of the media coverage, uh, which will definitely be positive coverage. And you know, it's fine. I mean, I don't know how like Logan's obviously interesting right now, but how long is that really going to last? Maybe you should just burn it now. As with the match itself, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, he had a good match with the Miz, so I think you can be very confident have a good match with Roman Reigns. The crowd will be a you know a bizarre element to it. I don't know what kind of reaction he'll get there. I don't think I'll see it because I try to avoid those shows for my own grin. Um, I'm amazed at how mad people get about stuff that's like so on brand. You know, it's like it just it fascinates me. Um, so. I couldn't possibly be mad about it, but I'm not really interested in it. And I will say one thing that does make me slightly mad, if you want my real opinion on these things, um, this desperation to constantly talk about how non-canon these shows are is one of the most annoying trends in wrestling discourse history. Um, there are no non-canon wrestling shows that feature six-week builds on TV and feature the most stacked lineups of the year beyond WrestleMania, uh, which, by the way, last year's Crown Jewel actually did that. So I don't care. People can enjoy their thing. I think it will be good. 
I'm not you know hate on it, but this non-canon shit that I keep reading is like a complete fucking fallacy. And saying people have just made up to make themselves feel better about the shows existing is a complete shit. They are absolutely canon, and we're going to get a TV segment tonight building to that match. So anyway, beyond that, I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> wow, Joey Bing Bong is back. Wow, check this cool guy out. That's from Monty. He knows how cool I am. He's right. I was going to be humble, but I'm not really. Very cool. Very cool. Famously cool. Young Dukes is here. Moral House. What kinds of video packages do you think we'll get tonight? Informative. I think you're going to get a lot of informative video packages. And a lot of very, very, very exciting graphics, I feel. I mean, maybe not very, but I think we might get some cool ones. Bailey versus Raquel is tonight. Solo defending his title. Um, against someone you've shown some liking towards before. Alexa Bliss. Wow, that's wild. Your how? Meltzer, bro. Shout out to the king of this shit. Dave Meltzer, who is absolutely not aware of the performance art that he produced today. But I am genuinely in awe of the layers that he can produce, you know? He tweeted that shit out like, like it was going to be like a company thing, like they were going to sell or something crazy. I don't think they were going to sell, we get what I mean. And it was just like a kayfabe match announcement. For a show in Saudi Arabia. Insane. Yes. I agree. How do you think other wrestlers in backstage will feel if Logan beats Roman? Um, read the dirt sheets the next week and you'll probably find out. <laughs> None of them will do shit about it. They'll just call up their favorite wrestling reporter. This is funny. True. All that is now the ultimate non-canon in hindsight, yes. I just find it to be really annoying, bro, honestly. Like, I keep seeing that shit. What does it matter? It's non-canon. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's on. They get a TV build. What, is, what are you talking about? It's non-canon. I don't know. Um, Tony's tweet this afternoon was one of his best tweets where he was like, wrestling's back. Has anyone, has anyone in your life asked you about wrestling? Tremendous stuff. Um, yeah, he's still got it, man. He's still got his fastball, Uncle Dave. Bless his heart. Right. Smetan is a couple minutes away here. Uh, shout out to Dukes, who has resubscribed. He says, Dave, with the biggest news of the month, God bless. Surprise, Dukes showed his face around here, to be honest with you. We're just, we're just playing around with Dukes. He's actually a very promising young lion. Um, and he's got a hell of a drop kick. I'm not a massive fan of you know, he's mat wrestling or lack thereof thus far, but we're going to get him there. You know what I mean? He's going to eventually be the face and the ace of this brand. So we're just telling the story. Let it play out. You know what I mean? Did you see Bailey? My God. Um, in a non-kayfabe interview, throw some not-so-subtle shade at certain women in the Raw locker room. I did not. Please tell me what that's about. That sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> Bailey's beefing now? Well, shit. If Bailey's beefing, then we are fucked because everyone likes Bailey. Okay, SmackDown just started for me like it's in the uh, then now forever together. So there you go. Um, the logo just flashed up for me, so I'm probably behind you guys. I'm assuming, but if you're watching on delay, that's where you should be. The logo just closed up. There you go. I'm fascinated by this Grand Slam Pam. Shooting from the hip, brother, brother. 
But um, I believe right now Michael Cole is yelling, I would assume. It'd be nice if they had a new color commentator here, you know, rather than just having Corey work both shows, but we're not allowed nice things. I heard something about JBL managing uh, Baz Corbin. Kind of think it would get me back on board, you know. We can't send Dukes to Puerto Rico, no. Oh, God, it's Logan Paul. <laughs> Opening the show. Check the court route tomorrow. Yes, I have seen the backstage video from the Great American Bash 1988. If you've never seen it and you're in the chat, go watch it. It's um, a fascinating look at the very different era, a very different era of professional wrestling. Um, it's quite the scene. It's quite the scene. We'll leave it at that. I Yeah, Bob did try out. Bob tried out. Unfortunately, it didn't come. I mean, I, I actually thought he did a hell of a job. He sent me the tapes. Um, I did say to him, like, you should probably talk a little bit more because, like, there was one match where he just didn't say anything. But I think his intentions were good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Roman Reigns sent a tweet. I bless the world and bring the island of relevancy to your show. You and your boys ignore. Oh, God, they did a tweet. Paul Heyman said something, too. They did a tweet. Triple Paul said, I have a globally televised program. Owned. I'm not watching the program. I haven't got sound. I'm not going to pay attention. Um, it's not so much the guns as it is the, uh, the other activities taking place. Very interesting scene. Very, very interesting. But um, I assume this is going to be a, a kind of thread throughout the show. I'm, I'm assuming this will not just be a one-and-done segment. So we've got that to look forward to. Um, Bailey and Raquel will be interesting. I think Bailey needs to kind of get in rhythm out there. I'm glad she's wrestling because – not because she's looked bad, but, like, she missed a year. You know what I mean? Uh, she's so selfless. She puts the other woman first. But, yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm still excited about. Did we get any answers? Did we get any feedback on Bailey's beef? Because this this feels like this feels like good content potentially. That's this, that's what I'm intrigued by right now. Bullets is uh, I see bullets. He's uh, he's got the uh, the Clippers, the San Diego Clippers on the 2K gimmick. You know the Eras gimmick, and he fell from sixth, or he he. Climb from six to one in the draft and got Jordan his first his second year, first off season. He's texting me triumphantly about um about his fast break offense with Jordan, <laughs> which is popping me. Uh, Monty is also talking about politics in wrestling, which I always tell him not to, but he can't have you helped. Uh, I'm gonna send him back a picture of Shane Douglas. Not really for any particular reason beyond it seems funny. Ladies and gentlemen, the bloodline have arrived. No Roman Reigns, but Paulie Dangerously is here. I'm not going to watch or listen to the promo, but I'm glad to see Paulie back. I don't think he's been on TV. He said, my name is Paul Heyman. Apparently Logan just took a shot at Mayweather. Sorry to hear that. What do you think about All Elite Women? Uh, the show, and who do you think is going to be on it? Um, I think it's a very fine line. 
you know, very fine. I I think there's a world in which it's a great addition to the division. Here is that world, okay? The TV usage either stays as it is or actually increases, and you use the one-hour TV show, even if we're just on YouTube, to flesh stories out for women, to give the undercard women characters a promo time and feuds, and give them, of course, you know, in-ring time that isn't squash matches. And you book a nice little traditional TV show that is mostly the, about the depth of the division and not the top. Because my concern would be, if that show gets on TV, as cool as that is in some ways, my concern would be that they would say, well, the women now go here. They don't need to be on Dynamite Rampage because we have this show on, you know, at 11 p.m. or whatever on TNT, and they're gonna, that's their time. That would be my concern. We know nothing about it, so I don't, you know, I, I can't, like, say if that's, you know, likely or unlikely. I'm just talking here. But I think the real key and the real test is how such a show is done. Now, there is also talk that it's a reality show, which is awesome and cool because I know that Total Diva's got a lot of it in wrestling. It's not something I would watch or be interested in, but that doesn't mean it's not a good idea. So I think um, shoulder programming of any kind is obviously encouraging. Sorry, buddy. I'll try. Yeah. Move this fucking... Don't worry. Anyway, <laughs> so um, a reality show would be a small idea. Even if it's not something I'd watch, I would absolutely watch the old woman show because I think it's a worthwhile project. I just fear what its impact could be on the rest of the product. If that made any sense, I sure hope it did, but you know, I hope I got close enough. Um, this is about Bailey. She said something along the lines of certain women only care about elevating themselves and don't care about the division as a whole. She cut herself off before saying more. She implied the Raw Women's Champ is using WWE to elevate herself. My God. It's for bigger things in the near future. Well, here's what I'd say. If, and it's a big if, Bailey and Bianca Blair have beef, I believe we should close professional wrestling. Um, as much as I enjoy the rhetoric of wrestling is back, everyone hates each other again, um, I would say, not that I'm an expert or anything, I'm certainly not, I would say if those two folks <laughs> have a potential conflict, um, I'd, say, I'd say it's not an encouraging sign for where we're trending, you know what I mean? We're all fucked in that case. But uh, if that's a genuine take, then... I mean, most people should be using WWE to elevate themselves for bigger things, let's be honest about it. It's fake fighting, you know what I mean? Good luck, that's what I say. All right, let me tweet this out here. Um, they're still doing this segment. Check out Grinner Circle Hangout. Factual. I like last week going with that trios. I like the idea they open with matches. I understand why they don't always do that, but last week did such a good rating that I was pretty like... Hopefully they'll just start matches now, but I guess not. Um, potential AEW women's tag belts certainly could happen. I think it'd be a really nice spot to uh, to kind of host Brit, you know, where you focus elsewhere for the world's title. She's actually really good in those matches. And, um, you know, it's like most things, man. Like, it's the execution, not the concept. Like, 
women's tag titles could really unlock the division in the right hands. It could also just be another problem in the wrong hands. Um, it's hard to be confident about them based on everything we've seen so far, but like that doesn't mean it's a, a bad idea. I think it could be a good idea. JJ says, I was told it was an all-women's in-ring show. There are other reality show-type projects in the works as well. My God. Scoop. Um, it certainly seemed like the all-elite women was an in-ring show. Certainly. Feels like Rampage going live seemingly every week means they'll be taping some of these shoulder programs. I would agree. Um, Ring of Honor does not seem likely to get like an actual TV deal until the whole package is renegotiated. And even then, I don't think it's necessarily likely, which is hilarious for a range of reasons. I would be intrigued by them just saying, fuck it, let's just do a YouTube show, you know? Like, it would... I don't think it would be a bad idea. Um, it would not be a, a, a financially smart decision, but nor was buying the promotion, who were being frank. So it's purely a passion project. I think that could be something that you see. But I would agree, most likely, all elite women will be what's taped on side Rampage. I hope it's a reality show following the natural Dustin Rhodes, just following him around the random garage sales and Home Depot. That's tremendous. I like that too. I like that too. Um, we'll forget more Sheeta matches. She's a hooper after all. Factual. Yeah, Sheeta's a, as a bummer, the situation with her, Alex. It seemed like they actually were going to keep her on TV. And um, unfortunately, she wasn't around the, the week she was booked, and I don't think that was the plan at all based on the way it was done. I think that was very much a case of, oh, wait, you can't be here? Bummer. So hopefully when she's back, they can keep, you know, get her back on TV and, and kind of keep her in the rotation because she's been out of it for a long time. Uh, it was great, right? That six, man, I rewatched it, actually. Because when I was doing the show, it was the start of the show, so I was in and out, but the Brutes Imperium trios was really good. Yes, yeah, Sheeta is very good on the C shows. It's just, I think, you know, we want to see her in the extended sort of signature singles matches, but she's one of the best in that setting for sure. Is Solo Sakai wrestling Logan Paul? Not sure how I feel about that. Is that what they're setting up here? I don't know. What if TK goes the contrarian Alex route and sells monthly DVDs like Gabe? I will legitimately like cry tears of joy, laughter, and excitement. One of the funniest things. Interesting history. Yeah, there's um, look, folks, I love Ring of Honor. It's you know been a promotion I've enjoyed very much throughout my life, but it can't be overstated how little of a thing they are in the wider you know <laughs> space. Like Turner would absolutely rather just have like three, four AEW shows than have this Ring of Honor show. Like it's it's going to be difficult, I think, but it's his money, not mine. By the way, I'm interested by saying, I want to get you read on this, guys. Here's, here's what I'd like to know. Just give me just give me your take on this. Would you rather Rampage, if they were getting another hour of TV and it wasn't all elite women, it was just another hour of, like, you know, the TV show they do now. Would you rather Rampage goes from two hours, 10 to 12, or they add another shit, like a they tape for saying on Saturday or Sunday or whenever, and they add another day. Would you rather two one-hour shows alongside Dynamite, or would you rather Rampage just be a two-hour show? Is what I'm asking. Because we, I was going to shoot about this the other day, and I was like, I was intrigued by them doing something different on like Saturday, like taping it on the Friday and airing it the next day, rather than just doing a show that ends at twelve o'clock, which feels like 
it feels like a separate show could like give you a different audience, whereas Rampage second hour would just like fade away. Ricochet is here to save Logan Paul. Um, Rover Rampage should be two hours Thursday. Separate show, definitely. Two one-hour shows because Rampage ends at four already. RH on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. I think a separate show is better too. Joe, when the new deal is done, RH library on HBO Max is what's going to get RH some kind of TV deal, possibly on one of the lesser one shows. Ideally, yes. I just, I'm saying, like, I don't know. Based on HBO Max general like existence at this point, I don't know if there is like desperate for such a tape library as we may hope. As wrestling fans, we know the late the, the value of the tape library. Unfortunately, it looks like shit, and it hasn't got much like. Um, you know, like track record because unfortunately it's existed as a streaming service for the last three years and no one bought it. We both know that if it was on a certain level of platform like HBO Max, it would be a thing people would like. But I don't think it's a home run. Like genuinely, I'm, I'm not saying it, it's impossible. I hope it happens and it could happen. But I think it's much more 50-50 than it is like an inevitability at this point, which is, um, you know, a bummer because I think there's a chance Ring of Honor just kind of lives as like a pay-per-view product <laughs> that runs shows every three months, so... We'll see. Hopefully it works out, man. I, I mean, I think everyone knows as a fan, I would love for him to be a, to be a show. Yeah, Ricochet Reheat, factual, brother. I'm into the separate them and put say on Saturday. I think it's like, because if you went like Saturday afternoon, I know 605 is like a meme, but if you went Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, wherever, you could... um. In theory, there could be like a slightly different audience that watches that to a 10 p.m. Friday show. You know what I mean? You could do kind of different stuff. And yeah, I'm intrigued by it too. I was saying it to Matty last night and we were both a little bit unsure, but I just thought it was an interesting idea. I kind of wanted a second hour of Rampage, but is it actually going to change the perception of it or booking? So here's the big thing with that. I think both those things, you know, it's like it will it will kind of lift, you know, one whatever the fuck is called the tides lifting up, you know, the same. <laughs> so, um, rampage only takes like a month of live shows booked well, and people will take it seriously and 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 be like intrigued by revisiting it, not in like the masses, but it will happen, you know. The real question for me is, if it's a two-hour show, what, like, how do you make that show different to Dynamite? Because Rampage Identity right now is, it's the show with less important matches that's now, so it's different in format. The Rising Tide raises all ships, thank you very much. Um, so, so right now, the difference between Rampage and Dynamite is that one has lesser matches and has a completely different format because it's now. If it's two hours, it's just a lesser show over two hours. Like, it, you need to give it, like, its own... Um, vibe if it's going to be two hours you know and I just don't know how you necessarily do that with the way they do their TV so we shall see HBO Max is doing live sports it's just a matter of um, when not if I agree with that when that happens AEW um, and they're, they're getting one every day tape library goes there it just makes sense RH get a deal 
I don't think you're wrong. I'm just saying that I think they would much like if they had a choice, they would much rather talk about just having an AEW show be exclusive to HBO Max. You know, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm rooting for it to happen. I love Ring of Honor. When it if it does make TV in some setting, it will most certainly be the show that I actually have a connection to. I'm just saying that in terms of what that brand actually represents, they are not going to be like desperate. That doesn't mean it can't happen because it's a package, right? And if Tony's, you know, forceful enough for negotiation, maybe he can make it work. Hopefully he can make it work. I'm just saying that when AEW has four shows and you're adding shoulder programming for AEW's brand, it makes Ring of Honor like it's a, it's in a weird space. That's all. If ROH is really going to be just an event promotion for a few years, and they need to make a drastically change the presentation to be something much less AEW looking. It's hard, man. And that's the other thing Ring of Honor too. It's really challenging. Is like, how what's its what's Ring of Honor's identity in a world where AEW also just does banger matches? You know, I actually thought not in terms of presentation necessarily. But I actually thought the way the Ring of Honor show has worked last time out was actually different to an AEW pay-per-view. I really liked it, but it was a lot more... Um, I remember talking to JJ about this because he was gifting like the show, gifting, whatever the fuck. And he was like, there was a lot less of those moments on that show. And it was a lot other than the Roosh match with, with Dragon League. And it was a lot more like solid pro wrestling fundamentals. And I think that was just an, uh, a result of the matches they booked, but it did strike me too. It was more traditional in that way than the general AEW pay-per-view. But that isn't the kind of brand you can sell. You know, how do you sell the Ring of Honor brand? Because I don't think pure wrestling is necessarily going to cut it. You know what I mean? So it's just challenging. That's always, it's, a, it's a weird spot. <clears throat> yeah, the second hour would get the shit kicked out of on Rampage. I remember when they did the Grand Slam last year, like the second hour was, it did well to hold up as much as it did and it had like Moxley in it, you know? Make Rampage a woman's show. It would be a very nice deal for the women, but I can't see it happening because of how many men they have to get on every week, you know? It's very, very, very difficult. They have so many dudes to go on TV. I don't know. I remember when Rampage was supposed to be like the show that was like, <laughs> they were like, this will help the division. And in reality, the women's division match on Rampage is like five-minute squash almost every week. TK is going to put a star on there more often. What we view as a star um, and what he does may vary, but Joe and Claudio seem more like Rampage guys. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like, the, the thing that concerns me is the more that guys leave, um, the more that guys leave, the more challenging it will be to be like, yeah, Samoa Joe and Claudio can just go and live in Ring of Honor land. You know, I just, I can't see it happening because, not because it's going to be a mass exodus, but, you know, their roster's deep, but if I'm doing a TV show and I have two hours and I want to get a million viewers every week, I'm not, like, rushing to send Samoa Joe and Claudio elsewhere. You know what I mean? So it's that's the other part of it that I think is challenging in some ways. Yeah, that story was very scary, right? I mean, I know that the actual, if you read the story, it was mostly people just being like, well, maybe. It was very, you know, speculative, but it was very scary. A different time slot for Rampage would be cool. I think Rampage just needs like ideas. Like it needs like someone to have a real identity and vision for the show and what it should look like and feel like and how it should be different. Right now it's just kind of again, it's like just like a bonus hour of dynamite. Um pop. 
Brown split is something that would legitimately drive people fucking crazy. Like, people would be so mad about a brand split, and it would genuinely interest me because I I think the brand split is like a good concept. Um, I know why people hate it. I get it, but I think it actually could be done well and be very effective. But you know, what are you gonna do? I get it. There's a lot of ideas that the WWE have had and killed, and they'll never be they'll never be just treated as like a concept on its own. It's a bummer. Yeah, I think this is something you might see happen. They might just take Ring of Honor the way they tape dark. I would be very hesitant doing it the way it looks now. Um, I have to be honest, the Universal Studios uh, imagery that they have is not quite what I imagined when we used to talk about a studio version of dark. It really isn't a studio show at all. It's just one of the TV shows in a room with 50 people. Um, there's not really anything different about the way the program is produced, which is a real shame. You know, when I think Universal, I have some very vivid imagery in my head, and it's not what it looks like right now. But it looks okay, but it's not quite what I imagined, I have to be honest. Here's what it is. Should make our agent in Noah USA overtly stiff style and old guys running at the top of the card. I'm in. Um... This is true. The women have made a bit of rampage. Yeah, that's probably unfair, I said. But I think you get what I mean, right? Like, there are a lot of weeks where it's just, like, the middle segment that's put no thoughts put into it. Like, it's it's been a, it's been a bummer, I think. Um, does TK have the balls? Or does Warner? And just say, F SmackDown. What, like I'm doing now? Uh, go up against it from eight. Or start nine, do two hours there. I think it's worth it. If you can get seven fifty a week and a twenty-five, I think AEW's audience is low and different enough from WWE to do that. Um, you could probably do it. I think there's a lot of logic to what you're saying. The concern, I think, would be, you know, this goes back to the first line of your question: like, would Tony book that show in a way what you'd need to book it as? Because, like, if you want to like really go for it. You gotta be ready to like burn some matches, you know. You gotta be ready, man. Like, I just Rampage. He is very set. There's only a handful of matches he's burnt on Rampage that were like 50-50. Who's gonna win? You know. You need to do more of those if you're gonna try and go at SmackDown. Because SmackDown is, I agree with you. It's a different audience, but like SmackDown is kind of a monster in this space. I mean, it's not like, you know, changing the world with the ratings, but for, for wrestling, it's you know clearly the number one. Obviously, it's broadcast TV. I get that, but I don't know. You'd have to really bring it, and I'm not sure Tony is uh, is built that way, so to speak. Does ROH even have a roster outside of Champions and Blake Christian? There are a handful of wrestlers who have been signed to deals that are like perceived as Ring of Honor contracts. Um, Blake is one of them. I think those deals could just as easily be transformed into you're just going to work AEW for a bit. You know what I mean? I think the Briscoe is going to show up on TV here soon. Like, I'm pretty sure of that, actually. Um, I think you're going to see guys sign just be on AEW for a while, simply put. Used to love Dark, but the studio killed my grin. It's awkward. Yeah, it's rough. And as JJ says, I didn't even get level bleachers to make it look better. It just... It's like... Visually, it's very much more like a... 
you know, like a uh, 70s, early 80s studio show. The problem with that is, is that those shows didn't have like just they, they were not they was not formatted the way that I was formatted. They were promo shows. The reason it was a strength of the audience was that way is that you could do live promos, get the people to react accordingly, you know, and go out there and win a squash match. The squashes are on there, but because there's so little promos, it's like it's you know, and it just it, the way I got as soon as I saw it, I remember JJ posted a picture and I was like. As soon as I saw there was like a, the ramp or the stage thing and the screen, I was like, oh, fuck. You don't need any of that stuff. Like, build like a set there for a uh, for an interviewer. You know what I mean? It's a shame. Here's the other thing, too. I agree. Two-hour rampage makes a lot of sense. How long they can draw on their own will be dependent on how he books the show. So that's gonna be that's gonna be the other thing that he needs to keep in mind, you know? Like they're actually doing quite well thus far, those solo rampages. They've actually sold pretty well. But like, what does that look like if two months in the main events start dropping? You know, you're gonna need to push a certain standard to sell those buildings regularly. Because dynamite's not, I mean, like, it's doing okay. I mean, I saw that they did like 4,200, 4,300 for Wednesday. That's fine, but it isn't like they're where they were at last summer necessarily. So they need to be very careful with that part of it too. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, the thing with this stuff is, is that we're going to find out pretty soon because it's going to be live every week in October and into November, I guess. So we'll see what they do. Maybe they're going to transform the show. Uh-oh, small package. This looks like it's been a hell of a match. I haven't watched it because we've been talking about Rampage the whole time. Um, would be interesting to see how much of a draw Logan Paul ends up being. He'll do like good social media numbers for them, but like beyond that, I don't, I don't really think so. Yeah, I'm, I've been a big proponent of this for a long time. I think they should be looking for like weird buildings for Rampage, like cool kind of like almost underground style vibe and. You know, when I say underground, I know that could be a very sort of vague term for a wrestling show. That's what a lot of indie promotions call their shitty, <laughs> shitty building. But, you know, like the comparison I always make is like the early days Raw, you know, Manhattan Center. So I think that would look really cool. But I don't know. We have an interference here. I think Sam Zayn might win. Blue Thunderbomb. Is that it? No, this looks tremendous. My God. This looks like it's been a hell of a match. Again, I have not watched it. Don't be wrong here. I'm, I'm talking about Rampage, but it does look like it's been a hell of a time. You try and catch the finish. Logan Paul is up to some sort of annex. I don't know. I don't know what. Sam Zayn wrestling in the Bloodline shirt is really what the art form is all about, if we're being real. Oh, my God. Fuck, Warana. Ricochet is spectacular, man. God, he can do so much great stuff. He's about a guy who they've just completely overcomplicated it with. I'm not saying he should be the world champ, but fuck, he can really get over if you just let him go. Another roll-up. Kick out. My God, this is a hell of a match. 
can tell just by watching the way the uh, the way the guys are, are just in this full finish, you can tell they're really feeling it. Great Uso's feed on the apron. Surely this one's it. Oh my god. Uso's in. Uh oh. Referee was distracted. My god, this has been given like 20 minutes. Jesus. He's mad at Jay because Jay tried to get in the ring to distract the referee. That was smart. I assume the babyface is winning now, and that was Sammy's out, I would guess. I think the Usos are really good at this kind of like conflict. Like I think they do a really good job of selling it with their facial expressions and their body language. I think that's actually some of their one of their best strengths as before. Oh my god, they're going nose to nose. That was excellent. The way that Jimmy and Jay and Sammy sold that was very authentic and sincere. It was very good. Very, very good. Big dive from Ricochet. My God. He's, he's running wild. Solo Sakura is still out there. Hit it up. What's his finish at this point? Did he do a 6.30 still? Shooting star. There you go, folks. Big win for Ricochet. Good for him, man. Good for him. I like seeing him get some get some fucking opportunity again. Good wrestler. God bless Ricochet, an incredible opening match wrestler that people slash bootlick has insisted for years deserves to be buried. I'm look, man. You can go back to the early days of the distraction. I fucking lost my mind. When Brock killed him in like two minutes, I was like, it's so pointless. Well, worse, you know, Brock shouldn't sell Ricochet. Why shouldn't he? They could do a seven minute match. It's like deep. Like Ricochet's awesome, man. Like, he's such an asset, and they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. They didn't know what they're doing. This is where, again, where what I've always talked about with Triple H, where it's like, he ain't a genius, but it will let someone like Ricochet just wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the easiest shit ever, and it's like, they've not managed to do it for the last four years. Complete fucking buffoons. The Mad Cat Moss is here. They're going to do a six-man, or are they doing Mad Cat and Solo? Ricochet was so good on Lucha Underground. Honestly, man, he's like, I just watched the end of that. I didn't watch all of it, but like, he absolutely can still do that shit. He just has, isn't allowed to. It sucks. Um, Rampage from 7 to 9 would be interesting. I agree. Doomsday Cross is up next. I agree. Kao and Sammy versus the Usos is going to be an absolute blast. Very excited for that. <clears throat> yep, Sammy's the man. No doubt. I never understood why they didn't like that with the Brock match. Uh, Brock never did that with AJ, Bryant, or even Finn. Yeah, it's bizarre. And that was soon after the Kofi thing too. Like, I was listening to... Uh, there was a, I, don't, I don't know if I saw the clip or it was like a quote, but I remember Bischoff being like, he was in the meeting for that, the Kofi one, and he was like... It was just the conclusion we reached, like it was the only believable finish. The fuck are you talking about? You went 15 minutes with Brian and AJ. Like, why is that the only finish? It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I always thought, I thought like Ricochet could have just, honestly, even if he just got like one hope spot or one shine, I think he would have helped him. But they kill guys off a lot. They used to kill guys off a lot. And again, I don't think they will anymore. That doesn't mean that they're, you know, being booked by. Uh, Eddie Graham, I'm aware that it's you know not necessarily making him the best booker of the year, but there's things that WWE have done in recent years that just cutting those out makes it a much more competent program. 
That's a good example of it. Joyce Parker prediction. Um, It's a hell of a fight, man. It's actually a really good fight. Like, both guys are super tough. So a big part of me is like he's going full distance. But I do think there's a chance Joyce can break Parker down and like get to him late and stop him late. Not like a knockout, but, you know, referee jumps in because it kind of gets overwhelming. I think I'm going to take Joyce in a close decision. The key X factor to the fight is that Parker is going to be able to hit Joyce very hard in the head very early. The key is that he knows when to push it and when to stop. If Parker comes out and, and nails Joyce with a right hand and feels like he should follow up immediately and jump on him, tries to get him out of there, he will be drowning very quickly. He's going to be able to hit him. The key is not getting carried away and trying to finish him because Joyce, as hitable as he is, is so fucking tough and so physical. So Parker's got picky spots. He's going to be able to hit him all night. It's just a matter of actually, you know, picking when and where he should he should like increase the aggression and jump on him. So very interesting fight. I'm I'm genuinely super excited for it. Um Gable and Brock would be awesome, absolutely. Dogano and Brock would be good. I know about the 20 part. Willie, I'm sure you're popping yourself with that, but I'm um, sorry to hear about Karen Cross. Yeah, Kofi just yeah, that was a shame. And everyone was like, well yeah, because someone got injured. I think E got injured or Woods got injured. And it's like, well, doesn't make it right, does it? Factual. They put the AEW Women's Show on Tuesday. It would be perfect follow-up. perfect follow-up feuds. Falling Night and Dynamite all the same for a Thursday and Rampage. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's just the way that... Um, it's just the way that you, you know, collaborate with the TV show and have it overlap. It's very important they do overlap, obviously. I, I do fear that would be an issue. There's a picture of the Oracle of Wrestling. I uh, was talking to the fame boy Neil from Late Night Grin, owned, um, I think a good idea for Survivor Series would be the Bloodline and Sammy. As Team SmackDown versus a team Raw that consists of a bunch of guys the Bloodline has history with. And if Raw wins, they get their belts back. My God. That's actually very good. That's actually a very good idea, yeah. Trying to think of who the team would be. I guess the Profits. Who's on Raw? The Profits. I don't even know who's on that show. Help me out who's on the team, but yeah, it's a really good idea. Kevin, right? Owens, the Profits. Someone else. Riddle and Seth. There you go. That's it. There you go. Perfect. That's a good idea. Very good idea. Now we're coming back from the break here. I don't know if we're going to get any treated to anything beyond the carrying cross. Nope, we're just getting straight to the black and white business, folks. Straight to it. No time to waste. Very, very spooky promo here on Fox TV. You know that I uh, I tweeted earlier. I, t- I tweeted earlier that, holy shit, I'm hearing that Eric Bischoff will run SmackDown and Paul Heyman will run Raw. And legitimately, um, like five to six people responded to me sincerely. And was like, no, nah, man, that was 2019. Or no, nah, man, that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't happen. That's not true. Are you sure, bro? My question is, how do people scroll the bird app? 
every day and still take so many tweets seriously. You know? It amazes me. Truly. One of my pals... <laughs> One of my pals tweeted today that the CM Punk scenario. Well, I'm just going to read the tweet. <laughs> Hold up. Because this is one of the most impressive pieces of art in recent memory. And the fact that it was taken seriously is a shame. So someone tweeted the picture of Punk when he wore the T-shirt about, you know, abortion rights and... and <laughs> Quote tweet was, Punk wore these shirts working for VPs who are desperately trying to hide their right-wing views. Now, if he stopped there, you could take the tweet seriously. It doesn't sound that, you know, kind of drenched in humour. He follows it with, and I quote, CM Punk basically punched a Nazi. <laughs> and now people complain. Anyone has a problem with him is literally fascist in my opinion now folks look here's the deal if you don't find it funny you don't find it funny you know what I mean here's what it is nothing wrong with that 50 people quote tweeting it with like that's not true and David Bixenspan replying with they do question mark Bro, he said it was like he punched a Nazi. Everyone's lost their mind, you know what I mean? You, just, you can do the most obvious horse shit on Twitter and people take it seriously, it's wild. Anyway, the male models are here. As a skateboard, as Mansoor. My God. My God, the entrance is hilarious. Someone has interrupted them, it appears. <gasps> oh my God, it's Braun Strongman. Braun Strongman has arrived. He has just mowed over Dio Madden and Mansoor. He is running wild. He has the red pants on. He is throwing these fellas around. Eli Drake should just cut him off and hit his finish and stand tall. That's what I'd do. If I was booking. I don't know what reaction that got from the crowd, but the way the guys sold it was fucking masterful. They should go raise. Great beer. Look at that. Through the middle. That looked awesome. All of this has looked awesome, actually. Shout out to the, uh, to the male model lads. They're doing a hell of a job. Braun looks great. Good for him. Oh, my God. Braun just, like, stinged across the ring. But I'll be real with you, like, think what you will of Braun, you're entitled to. You know, he's encouraged it throughout the years. He will always go over in front of live crowds because he's just, like, look at him. You know what I mean? He's like Sid in that way. He's a lot more like Sid than um, dipshit crosses. Because like, he actually, the crowds always just react to Braun. It's hilarious outside the Fed. He had no real usage whatsoever. It's just, I'm watching the... <laughs> Oh, has someone interrupted? Oh my god, it's the Alpha Academy men again. Gable's very fired up about saying. I assume that uh I assume 
that Otis is going to jump from behind. I like when Otis and Braun lock the horns up, bro. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Otis from behind. Oh my god, he fed a clothesline immediately. Oh, that was pornographic. That was incredible. Fucking Otis cut. Otis jumped from behind and fed a clothesline immediately. Whoever produced this should win an award. Otis is all over him. Shoulder tackle, Vader punches in the corner. Splash! Oh my God, another splash. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got ourselves a money-making issue here. Oh! Otis just fucked him up. Braun set up. Oh no. Otis, Otis hit the world's strongest slam. He's set, he's set up. The big fucker's got up. He's on a knee. Oh my god, he's tanned and fucking ready to go, baby. This is what I'm talking about. Jack Day's boy shirt up. This is very this is wrestling right here, baby. I'll check the quarter hour on this shit. Braun's trousers are so like high up and tight that his belly button is sort of like hanging over his trousers. Rules. If Braun's doing this gimmick, I can hear the people. What a piece of business that was. My God. Still still got it, wrestling. Still got it. That was tremendous. All right. Um, how long can Paul protect Cross before he has to take L's to main event as will be an actual character on the show? I think he's going to lose to Drew pretty swiftly. I think he just wants him to, like, pad out the main event scene. And honestly, I wouldn't do it with Cross. I think Cross fucking sucks, but, like, the main event uh, scene is so thin. Like, I guess if you want to do a project with one of you guys, just have him float around and go 50-50 and he'll be okay, you know? It was. It was fucking awesome. Pop, Monty says. Yeah, that was the... Control <laughs> your narrative stuff's always funny, man. Bless their hearts. Can't believe they thought Omos and fucking Aziz were the guys and Braun wasn't needed anymore. Me either, brother. Thank goodness for Papa Paul saving the day. <laughs> Is Braun dressed like a bad bitch Instagram model? No, he's not Chris Jericho. Did you see Chris Jericho's chest? Bro, what the fuck? Do you see that shit? Let me pull up a picture of this shit. Well, hold up. Calm down, everyone. Take it. Just calm it down a little bit. Right. Chris Jericho. Hope he hasn't blocked me. Otherwise, I won't be able to see it. He has not blocked me. He has not posted on Twitter. Great. I have to go to Instagram now. Like, I'm some sort of fucking nerd. Hold on. Everyone calm down. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. Chris Jericho Fozzy. Okay. Right. This is... How do I save... I'm going to kick the shit out of this app if I ain't careful. All right, all right, let me try and share the screen. Fuck it. Okay. How do I do this? Hold the phone. Bear with me. 
Fascinated by SmackDown getting another main event, I only for said, said main event that's be stuck with feuding with a mid-card out from Raw. So is the idea that he's um, he's like brandless, or is the brand split just kind of not existing anymore? What's the deal with that? I, don't, I genuinely don't know. Okay. Braun has many Pearsons. I don't know necessarily which ones, but I know that he has many Pearsons. It's a running bit on the on the dot com. Um, I'm seeing football ads while I try and find this picture of Chris Jericho. It's very challenging for me. In a screenshot, his internal list on the SmackDown roster according to PW Insider. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know where he's needed more, but I agree with you. There's probably not idea he's feeding with a raw tag team. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We're in Anaheim. There is a hockey team. Okay. I have to say, I, I like I don't watching this show closely, so I'm not going to say it's bad or anything. I genuinely don't know. I enjoyed that segment, but like, it does feel like this show goes on for an awful long time. I must say. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like, I've hardly watched it because I've watched it for years. Okay. Look at this sorry piece of shit. Akash. I should block you from this channel, you know. Um, right, I've got it. Folks, I've finally made some progress here. Progress. Whatever we're supposed to say, I always forget. I do. I always pay attention to Braun, man. He's real wrestler, you know what I mean? None of this whole shit you get nowadays. Right, here we go. I'm pulling out a picture of Chris Jericho's chest. Okay, now seriously, let's talk as friends here. It legitimately looks like Chris Jericho went through like a war. Because not only is like the part of his chest that was fucked up still fucked up, it appears that, like, the blood has, like, scattered across his chest and, like, come to the fore. I mean, you can see the shoulder is kicking the shit kicked out, but you can see that. But look at the other side of his chest. The poor fucker looks like he's literally, like, stood in the sun for a year. This is, honestly, he looks like he's been caught on fire. I agree. I was, like, startled by this. Legitimately. Legitimately. Startled I was. Dude's an animal, man. Seriously. Like, I, I never would tell anyone they're wrong for not fucking with Jericho. But, like, that dude is an animal. Like, sometimes he annoys me, and I, I wouldn't, you know, miss him if he was not on the show tomorrow or whatever. But he is, like, a savage. Like, his ability to to go to war with these dudes at the age he's at, and after all the years he's wrestled at a high level. That's one tough dude, seriously. Seriously tough guy. Just game, like, he figures out a way, and you can, if you watch him sometimes, you watch his feet, he'll do, he'll have, like, stumble steps, and, like, he'll look a little bit ungainly in there and awkward, clumsy. And he was never, like, he was never the, you know, smooth operator that an Eddie was or, or whatever. But he was certainly, if you watch it, like you can see he's he's changed in that way. But he's so good up here that he can kind of work his way through it. And, you know, it's just, it's just he's remarkable. I mean, he really is a wrestler, obviously. Again, I understand the other things are less impressive about him. But 
As a wrestler, I think he is truly remarkable. Bailey's cut a promo. I was hoping there'd be more talking on this show. Jesus, pal, don't get me fucking sued. How the fuck do I... How high is it? This is Dakota Kai and this is Yoshirai. Have you hear that? Right. Now I've lost sound. Let's talk about how that can go to any brand. Okay, I can hear it. I just want to, I just want to have some fucking... I want to have something unique, you know? It's just died. It's not quite married correctly yet. Bailey's, uh, whatever, you know, regardless of that, it's been cool to see Bailey develop as a promo, right? Very, very cool. I don't know if they're editing the crowd noise, but if not, she's getting incredible heat here. Like, incredible heat, because they're, like, actually booing and shit on a live promo. They cheered Raquel, I'm using it. Oh, shit. Um, I agree, he is in a fantastic year. Looking at what Mox and Jericho were, their last year in the Fed, TK must have made a deal with the devil. That would be what they currently are. Yeah, I think, you know, we've learned a lot of kind of what you can do when you give guys the room to, to fill those gaps. You know, like I wonder if Moxley re-signs and he leaves in 2022 and goes to AEW. I wonder how different his run is, you know? Like where, because Moxley was one of one when they started and he's still one of one. But part of the reason he's still one of one is because he had that opportunity at the front there to be the guy alongside Jericho that had real you know, recognition and notoriety. So it's really interesting the way those two guys are still as important as they are. I mean, they're two of the, you know, three, four most important people on the TV show right now. It's not a coincidence, I don't think. And I don't mean that to discredit them as performers. I just think it shows you kind of the groundwork that was laid there. Um, Joseph, hello. I know you didn't watch Raw, but I hope you at least saw Leah's generational selling of Dakota Kai's finisher. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, oh God, Akash gave out a, a community sub. Whoever got Ak the sub from Akash... I don't know how it works, the community sub, but whoever did, thank him, whatever the fuck you do, I don't know. Um, thank you, Akash. Uh, I did see Elias, and I actually watched that match. I'm trying to watch the stuff with the women because this is the stuff that I'm interested in. So I watched the match. I thought it was pretty bad, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be mean-spirited. I think everyone's been... Everyone's saying the deal with Elias at this point. I mean, it is weird. She, I, she just shouldn't be on TV. Um... I'm sure she's a wonderful person. I have no reason to assume otherwise. I just do not think she needs to be on television at the level of worker that she is and has been for the last however many years now. I, you know, it is what it is. It's a shame, but I, I was kind of amazed at some of the things she did in that match, and the cell was one of them. Um, Raquel is okay. I wouldn't use her as prominently as Triple H apparently does, but she's okay. 
Um, but yeah, it's I don't know, man. <laughs> but I don't, I'm genuinely I don't want to be a dick about it. Like same with the Dominic stuff. It's like fuck. Like, it is what it is. They should protect the talent more. It's not you know. I'm sure they're trying their best. Yes, Moxley in Japan was awesome. Anyone that hasn't read Moxley's book, the chapter about the G1 is like genuinely awe-inspiring. Gives you chills. It's so great. Definitely still feels like free suit repeal. I agree. Hopefully they get there over time because all of them are great. Uh, did you see the Takeshita tweet? Basically, himself an AWS. He's part of the. Uh, he very much sees himself as an AEW guy, absolutely. I'll be very stunned if there's a point where he doesn't work AEW once every few months, you know? Like, I think he's seen as a player there, and I think he sees himself as a very proud member of that team. So I saw it. I wasn't surprised either. Good evening, Manny. I hope you're well, pal. Love the Twitter name change. Made me very, very happy. There you go. Look at that. Brother Slacker got the gifted Savra Makesh, one tremendous rider to another. Good shit. Uh, Hill Bailey carried the Fed during 2020. Truly a career-defining run, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I, you know, again, I don't mean this to discredit anyone, but one of the really interesting things there is I don't know if that run goes the way it did with crowds in attendance. Because now that she's got her confidence, she can cut promos in front of crowds. But I'm telling you guys, genuinely, Go back and watch the TV show. Like, she found her confidence as a promo when it was empty buildings. She's the only wrestler who did that. Everyone else looked really uncomfortable in an empty room. She didn't. It was a fascinating trend with Bailey, and she found her rhythm there. Right, I'm going to try and watch this match with Bailey and Raquel. I want to see, you know, Bailey looking rhythm out there. Obviously, she is a tremendous wrestler when she's on. She looked pretty damn good in the six, in the trios, but. She was also taking herself out of the match a lot because she didn't want to get the baby faces booed. So I really feel like we've hardly seen Bailey wrestle when she came back. I know she's been working live events. I saw they're running the uh, trios again on the hash. Oh, that was a cool spot. EO thrown into Dakota there. Bailey is uh Bailey is working Raquel like she's fucking Vader. You know what I mean? She's just bowing. Raquel's stuff is like depends what lens you can live for a lens where it's like kind of impressive, and you can another where it's really flat. It doesn't have enough zip. But she's obviously very strong. She just points that out with her uh, pose thing very often. Very impressive. Spinning slam thing. Hell of a shine. Bailey's getting her shit kicked out of her. Um, Joe Takeshi November 4th I'll take it I mean you know Nank Dustin wrote no I'm playing obviously I, genuinely guys I'm just really excited to see an AEW show because I've never seen one obviously so very excited um, there's a handful of guys that I would be over the moon to see but I'm just happy to see the show like it's a very cool addition to that trip for me personally so I'm very excited Manny says, just pre-gaming, eating spaghetti to enjoy some Smojo action. There's a nice cut-off here with Bailey using the ropes, and she's now turning on and, and uh, getting some heat. Bailey has always been good at, like, going from comedic to getting, like, some real some real heat on someone. Um, she reminds me of a heel Owen Hart in that way. 
Owen could be really goofy, but when he was trying to get some heat, he could get some, you know, and really get nasty in there. I don't know if we're getting much more heat there. It looks like. No, we are. There we go. That was really smart. Rowan going straight into the heat. Oh fuck, they're going. I thought they were going to just do like a hope spot there with the with the uh, over the shoulder deal, but it doesn't even look like it. We're carrying on with the. It's like an extended shine. Raquel just dropped off a big boot. Okay, interference. Bailey's out. Okay, now I assume she actually takes over. This looks like it's going to get some time. She's going to work the leg, chop down the chop down the big wrestler. Okay. I thought she was going to pin her then for a second. That would pop me huge. I thought it was going to get time. Um, yeah, Manny says he's pre-game and eating spaghetti to enjoy some smudge action. That's fucking awesome. I will read your guys' comments and chat. I just want to see those match guys. Bailey's working the leg. Now we're into the heat. So they they did a cut off, hope spot, cut off, hope spot, cut off. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. She's um she's working this leg with like exactly what we were just talking about a minute ago, isn't it? She's like switched on and intense and working with an edge and in a way that completely allows you to put the comedy aside. If you find her entertaining as a character, you can still take her seriously because she's she's good enough to pull that off. Very few, you know, honestly, it's a real art form. She's very, very good at that. Raquel's got some nice, like, she's not just, like, you know, lying and dying. She's she's actually fighting back. and Backslide pin. That was a cool deal. They teased the backslide and Bailey did, like, a back heel kick to the leg. It's good shit, man. This is good shit. I like that Raquel is like offering retort throughout. You know, the, the baby face shouldn't just sell. It should just be like, well, this is where I get beat up in the match. Let me sell. And you can sell, but this this gets some this gets some response, this gets some retorts. Now this gets some fighting back because the idea is that you're not just going to concede, right? And the heel should be trying to win too, the way the baby just did with that Lariat to the back of the head. Oh my God, Lariat's in the corner. Bailey's really, she looks like she's laying her shit and she's being physical. I haven't got sounds. I don't know what kind of like hacks coming across in that sense. But visually, it looks like she's laying her shit in. Oh, man. That's, that's an example of where Raquel's stuff's kind of like blunt and flat. That, that like pickup deal she did in the corner. I didn't like that transition to come back at all. I know why they did it because they didn't want it to do like a big, they didn't want it to do too much running on the bad leg, but I didn't think that was very good. Small thing, though. Boy, Raquel's selling is that of someone who's not done much of it, which is fine. That's, you know, you have to do it to get better at it. It's fine. She's she's trying, which is, bit, you know, that's that's a compliment in itself. Oh, my God. She was looking for the interference there. Come on, timing, timing, timing. Same with Dakota here. Okay, this has got to be the finish. Nope. My God. She's like kicked her in the gut. There's what I'm saying. Like, I know you guys are ahead of me, but she just slammed the coat on Bailey, and it's like there's no – like some of her stuff is really like flat. It needs some like explosiveness, you know. It needs some – she needs to find the stuff she can do that has some real snap on it and some zip, you know. I assume EO is going to interfere for the finish here. 
rakes the eyes. Bailey's going to hit her finish, which I've never been a big fan of, I have to admit. And that will do it. I thought that was a really well-worked match for the most part. I thought Bailey was typically selfless in making Raquel look like a killer. I would ask if it was necessary to do that much for Raquel Gonzalez, but that's not my... Uh, not my decision. You know what I mean? That's the that's the way that's the, that's the way the cookie crumbles. We're getting some heat on Raquel here, so I assume Malia's gonna come out. <clears throat> Someone's green tron is playing. Shotzi. My god, Shotzi's a baby face. I didn't know that. Good for Shotzi. Hopefully she can get some rhythm out there. She's really struggled on the main roster. I'd like to see her get a chance to work Bailey. There you go. Where is Aaliyah? Have they come to the conclusion we just did? Is she not around anymore? What's the deal? Yeah, I think, yeah, as Manny says, AEW is going to be Takeshita's long-term home. The brand split is pretty loosely enforced these days, but regardless, damage control winning the tag belts mean on both shows now is fantastic because the SmackDown ladies really need a jab and yarm. Absolutely, man. I mean, I don't know when they're doing the draft. If it's October, then fine. If it's actually April, they have to do a trade at some point. They have to. I'm not wearing a Homelander show. I'm wearing an AEW uh, Originals, like Hawaiian deal. Kind of. That's like the, the idea. So... A semi-match, Jay Lethal and the Serena Squash is worst-case scenario. Honestly, I'll, I'm fine. But I'm, you know, I'm an adult. We'll be okay. So, I, Sammy has generally has good matches. So I, I like actually don't have an issue. Jay Lethal's a piece of shit, but he's a, a you know very good professional wrestler. So I can I can tolerate it. I've watched a lot of pieces of shit wrestling in real life. I'm in Britain. Um. I agree. I think Raquel's a nice piece in the division, but I agree with you. She's not someone I'm looking to make champ in this in a division that stack. You know what I mean? Dukes is also going. That's cool, man. We'll we'll meet up. I'm sure Pepsi Max. Um, thank you, brother. I hope it's I hope it's a good time. Should be fun. Evening, Rob. Hope you're well, mate. Will um, Smojo be nearer to red or purple come the end of his match tonight? Um, red, red. I think about seven, eight. I think you know. I know, to be clear, guys, I'm not expecting this match to be particularly good tonight. I don't think Joe intends for it particularly. He just wants to go out there and wrestle. I think he'll give Josh a little bit, but you know, it'll be a Samoa Joe showcase, and that's what it should be. Um, so I'm just happy to see the big man back. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think it'll be red. I, uh, like someone asked me on Twitter earlier, popped me. There was like over under three and a half stars. I was like, oh no, it'll be way under. <laughs> He might be three and a half stars. I'll be very surprised. Um, good brother, Akash, has given out another sub. I see Paul has thanked him. Good shit. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Bailey using the stroke would rule. Does modern wrestling need more mankind Vader masks? And if so, should Action Bronson be the guy that start the trend? Yes. The idea of Action Bronson wearing one of those masks is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. So I'm just going to say yes to all of that. Yes. I think Shotzi 
This is it. Andrew, I think, has nailed it. It's not that Shotzi's better fundamentally or mechanically. It's that there's a chance she could like connect with people and get over. And God bless Lear, I just don't know how much that can happen, really. So, that's my read on it, anyway. I've heard this about the draft. I saw there was some... There was some talk of them internally not being certain about that. There was talk of, like, they might go of October after all, a couple of weeks ago, but the apparent, you know, belief is that it will be after Mania, which I think is fucking insane, but good luck. I mean, it's logically where it should be, but, like, not right now. They need to change things up. I'm sorry. They just do. I guess the ratings are good, though, so maybe not. Um... Isn't Suzuki supposed to be back stateside in the not too distant future? Yes, very soon. I need TK to go uh, to go and give us that Claudio Suzuki match I've been fevering about. Yeah, that's one for me for sure. I always like the idea of uh, I always like the idea of Claudio being in Suzuki Gun back in the day, like before AEW even existed. That that match would fucking rule, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm happy to see Suzuki wrestling on the pulse. Honestly, that dude's you know just incredible. Jack Crosby's football team is imploding right now. Tough scenes. Fucking owned. I agree. Shotzi as a heel was insane. Why people explain that at the time as being like good. I'll never understand. You're watching the boxing tomorrow. Absolutely. Canelo Triple G. I ain't missing that. I mean, it ain't the fight it was. And I do have my concerns about Glovkin's kind of what he can offer at this point in his career. Not that he's washed or anything, but like, I don't know if he's got the legs to to put up the fight that he previously has. You know, I think he won the first fight and arguably won the second. But um but yeah. Probably, but like they are very bad at that stuff, man. Like I, I know I'm not scoops or anything, but I'm aware that there's some that draft shit. The talent finds out like the date and whether they're booked for it on like the week of sometimes. So yeah, I wouldn't expect it to show up in October, but like, there's absolutely a chance they could be like, fuck this. Heck, she's now sending me texts. Yes, you're number one. Section 90, I understand. That's what their name is. Okay. Got ya. Great stuff. Great banter. Great banter. God bless. I hope Monty publishes it. He's. It has to be said that Monty is, he's fucking, he's going for it, man. Because you know, I used to do a lot of the feature stuff, and I I obviously don't anymore. And, um, oh, my God, Liv has walked in. God, it's so funny that Liv's dressed that way for this sit-down interview. I'm sorry. It's so funny. You see, I do her just, like, walking around backstage like that. Like, that's <laughs> how we dress at work. Rules. Um, yeah, Monty's, he's going off, man. Good for him. I hope he published it. Get some sound on this. Oh my god, this looks bad. I'm sorry, this looks bad. So Liv is like, she's fucked this champ, right? It's over. Liv's trying to do like a promo with Edge. I don't know if it's good. I can't really... I'm not watching this. I'm sorry. I can't watch this. Good luck. I hope everyone's enjoying it. The camera work is really driving me nuts. 
It looks so like. I just don't know why they have to shoot things this way, you know? Why does it have to look so manufactured all the time? Like, look at the lighting. And I know the idea is it was a sit-down interview, they had prepared it for TV, but, like, it just looks... Give me the shot of both of them. Stop smash-cutting between them. It's annoying. Looks like Ronda's the baby face to me. Am I wrong, chat? Tell me what deal is this. Liv looks like she's worked, like she's doing a heel promo. I don't know. I don't know. I might have someone have to explain it to me. It looks like Liv was kind of heel promo. It looked like she was doing like a low key all caps impression. Ain't gonna lie. Drew Mac is here. Drew Mac is here. He's kind of promo on the announce table. Little the crowd came up. <clears throat> Drew looks very mad. Pop. Do we know what our uh, do we know what our main event is tonight? Is it the solo versus Mad Cat Moss? Or whatever it was. Mad Cat Moss versus I don't know, I've forgotten what the match was now. I think it was solo. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to look for, like, what people thought of that segment. Because I didn't hear most of it, but... Is Drew Burst Cross the pay-per-view match? Is that what him? Seems like it. They both did promos on this show. The pay-per-view is, like, the first week of October, right? So, it's got a few more weeks. Hmm. Oh, how James? Hope you enjoy it, pal. Um, they're firing solo. What's the main event, guys? I feel like I'm. It's not. Ha it's not announced. But wait, they're doing Drew Cross tonight. Oh, right. Okay, tag four way. I was confused then. Tag four way. Okay. God, look at Sami Zayn on the entrance. What a great wrestler. My God. What a guy. Solo Sokoa. This is saying that I said months ago. But unfortunately, I do not think, you know, it's been it's kind of got through to him yet. It will. He's cool enough that he does not have to do the, like, wrestler, like, frothing at the mouth with rage thing. He doesn't actually have to do that. Because he's actually like, he could be like a silent assassin kind of guy, you know? You don't need to do that, man. You like to kick the shit out of someone. You dress like Mark Hunt, you know what I mean? Just just chill. Be smooth. You don't have to do the wide eyes, you know, you don't have to be a, a head shrinker. It's cool, brother. Ain't 1994. He won this belt from Carmelo Hayes, I'm seeing here. Surprised he won the belt, you know, considering he's gone up. But I like the guy's work. I mean, I've been consistent. This Monty thinks that I'm like a fanatic. He can't believe how much I like him. I think he, I think he's got it. I just, you know, I think there's some adjustments you can make to his presentation that would help him. Um, 
It's very interesting he's got that bell. Are they going to make that like a... What's the deal with that? Why has that happened? I mean, I assume Carmelo's going up, but he's already up, so why would you have him lose to a guy that's up? The Mad Cat Moss is here, folks. I'm going to try to watch this because I like Mad Cat as a talent. Um, I, you know, the character stuff I have not seen a lot of. The gear I've always thought is a massive overcorrection. Like, obviously, he looked like a complete goof before, but like this look feels like a way overcorrection where he's dressed like Ken Shamrock, you know? Um, yeah, this is the comparison I wanted to make, Bowser Coward. Thank you, Josh. He should, he should watch Samojo. Samojo does the like wrestling face thing, but only when like certain on certain occasions, especially if he's a heel, you know. <clears throat> when Joe walks out, he's just like cool guy. Solo could pull it off. Obviously, he's not the worker, Joe's, but he's certainly got the vibe of someone who could kick the shit out of a guy, you know. Well, he's frame, he's build. He's a shorter guy, but he looks stocky. He looks like he fuck someone up. We're in an ad break. Quite intrigued by this one, two kind of raw guys. Uh, I guess Moss is probably like a seven-year pro at this point, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I've got to open my drink. I've been here for an hour. WWE marketing had layoffs today. Three and a quarter. Here it comes. <laughs> Probably. I like a nice three and a quarter, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Give me a nice three and a quarter. I'll be happy with that. You know, eight, ten minutes, you know what I mean? That will be just fine. The uh that moment there where I thought we were gonna get cross and drew tonight was like exhilarating genuinely popped me like the idea of it the idea that we would just sit and watch that as a family and then i quickly realized what someone meant and was not that i was very upset elite 50 elite 97 chainsaw charlie sheamus with the mask omos king woods with the crown alexa bliss with the face paint that never existed and ronda rousey with the Royal Rumble thing that she wore, where it looked like she walked over from the park. Oh my God, the Terry Funk figure is fucking amazing. I would get that if they weren't making an ultimate. The fact they're making an ultimate is like, as good as it gets, if we'll be honest. Tremendous. Tremendous. With the Drew cross match being black and white, I sure hope so. Be false advertising, if not, to be honest with you, Rob. I think Triple H will do same. I mean, I don't know if, you know, where Moss is like, what he can do, because I've really only seen him wrestle a few times and I've not seen him cut any promos. I was a big fan of his, not big fan, but I thought he had sank in NXT back in the day. When he was partners with Tino Sabatelli, everyone was talking about Tino because he was on that Breaking Ground show. And I, I actually thought Moss was the guy who had like, he had good instincts, I thought. He obviously has a good look. Um, one of Triple H's like, right-hand men in this particular uh, environment is Paul Heyman. So I think Moss will be a guy who you see. I don't know if they'll push him necessarily because I'm not sure he's that archetype, but 
I think he's a guy who people, the wrestlers like and works hard and is in, you know, has a good look and he'll be a guy on the show. Is what I'm basically saying. Heyman being important is going to help him a lot because Heyman loves him. So this appears to be a don't smoke uh, video here from from Drew Mack, high chancellor of all things morality. Um, there is something flying around in the CGI land of SmackDown. Progressive. It's the last thing I'd use to describe a Vince McMahon program, huh? <laughs> the NXT North American title was on the line. I know it's not a Vince McMahon. Believe me, let me make my jokes, right? It's Triple Paul. He's very progressive. <laughs> Famously progressive. Does good women's wrestling. Oh, shit. Bro. Yeah, on Fox, too. That's the other Fox. Funny. Solo Sokoa just came in like a valet Tudo stance. Sounds like this. Like he was fucking Shogun in 2005. Big time lockup. Brothers, this is the kind of Intercontinental title match that would have been good on, like, you know, WrestleMania 4 or whatever. Madcap Moss is a big fucker. He is a big fucker. Solo said, What's up? Well, you meant by that was, you going to kick the shit out of me or am I going to kick the shit out of you? This is going to be very meat and potatoes, but I'm absolutely going to enjoy this. Like, there's no, there's very few little chance I don't like this. They're fucking... They're, uh... They're going to lie this lockup, right? Their agent was in the mood today. My God. These fellas are like, they're like hustling for every position. This is like, uh, well, I'm not saying it's groundbreaking, but you don't really see these guys, <laughs> guys do this shit on their TV. They're like fighting over positions and. Hmm. Great cutoff. That's the old Yokozuna back elbow. He was so famous for Have you ever seen Yokozuna's cutoff spots? He was Famous for his timing on those, the back elbow calf. Joe does it a lot too. It's not. It's not saying he invented it by any means, but he absolutely is one of the more famous. He like that, you know. Like he had that sudden timing. Headbutts, headbutts to the to the chest. I guess. Yeah, this would rule. <laughs> oh, that fucking rules. Yeah, I, I actually, like, genuinely, I, I really think there's something to Solo. I'm not saying, again, I don't say he's a main eventer, but, like, this presentation I actually like. The Mark Hunt thing makes me like it more. Uh, I agree with you, Paul, that him having, like, a knockout thing would be cool. He's got, like, a... He has got a TV presence, definitely. Madcap Moss is very, to me, very blank slate at this point in his career. Very, very, very much so. Which is not, I mean, as a baby face, it's hard because it's kind of where a lot of guys end up. Sammy's like a cartoon character. He's walking up behind with his fist up like he's going to punch him, you know? Yeah, look, man, Yokozuna is a great example. Like, great fucking cut off there with a clothesline. 
Yokozuna is a great example of those guys who like he doesn't have a lot of great matches because unfortunately physically he was limited. You know, it's a very sad story in a lot of ways. Um, in almost every way, unfortunately. But he was like he was very capable. He's a great example of a worker that while he doesn't have a great match catalog, the wrestlers, his peers thought he was fucking great. Him and Vader are like opposite sides of the coin in that regard. Vader is a guy who beat the shit out of people and had great matches. Yokozuna was a guy who was light as a feather when he wanted to be anyway and had lesser matches, but the, his peers much preferred wrestling. <laughs> you know, like a, it's sort of those, like people talk about gallows, right? Like wrestling, the wrestlers think gallows is a great worker because he doesn't hurt them. It's, it's just one of those things where as a fan, it's different, obviously. But Yoko was good, man, absolutely. There's a cage match with Brett from the Garden that was really fucking good from a house show. Really good match. Find that if you can. It's still out there, I'm sure. Now, one thing I think could be a challenge for Solo as a heel is, is while he has the edge and the personality to be a heel, I think his offense was really unlocked when I saw him in NXT as a babyface where he could be kind of fiery and, and you know rev up and throw combinations and stuff. He's um, not a guy I would yet trust to kind of man an extended heat segment personally, but actually, they're going to add here. I don't know what they're doing. They're taking a long shot of the building. What's this shit they're doing here? What are they doing? Why is the why are they looking at the top of the building? That was bizarre. Um, and as I say this, Solo Sakura has settled into a nerve hole, which is taking the Yokozuna. A tribute a step too far if you ask me you know no no time for the nerve hold isn't it yeah we can't do it we can't get away with it anymore um to answer your question what's your thoughts on the new wrestling style I've just got in the mainstream the pizza style i genuinely had only ever seen that doing like one gif uh it was fucking hilarious to me that people got mad about him on the show he was on the show for a second and got kicked in the face Good for him. That's the, that's, the, that's the only normal take to have. I mean, I get why that some of the wrestlers might be upset, kind of. I mean, not really, but it's their jobs or whatever. I'm going to judge them. But, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't really get why people were so upset. It's, it's fine. He's <clears throat> doing the, the Omaga deal here, which, for those of you who don't know, translates to driving his ass into his face. How long is Paige down in the house? Into like 90 seconds, two minutes, I think. I guess. I mean, I've heard good things about Penelope and Willow, so I think that's going to be longer. Like, lot, you know, that's going to be eight to, I'd say it's eight are probably clocks in that. Joe and Woods is probably the same. Hmm. Might, it might get more time than that. I don't know. Documentary on him is great. Almost foreshadows the bloodline because of how big. Um, yeah, absolutely. The Yoko's one. Yeah, the Yoko one is... Um, was great it's he's a like i think yoko unfortunately i say it's lovingly i'm a fan but i definitely think he was a guy who kind of <clears throat> got lost in his life and never quite came to grips with how with where he was at in a way that would allow him to turn it around you know yoko was telling people in the late 90s he was going to go back and work austin you know and he was fuck, poor dude was like three years removed from TV, 700 pounds, and he thought he was going to be doing a main event program, you know? Famously, Scott Hall wanted him to interfere when he wrestled Nash at Havoc 98, and uh, 
Yoko was like, no, man, I can't do it. I'm, I'm Vince guy, you know. I'll be going back soon. And obviously he never did. But it's just – I think it gives you an insight into where he was at mentally in terms of like he just never quite realised where he was at, unfortunately, with his health. And this is a shame. Hell of a – listen, man, I mean, he's, when he was on top, though, dude had like a real run. A cool piece of wrestling history. I wish it was more extended. I wish he could have, you know, obviously wrestling is much secondary to, to the dude's life. So I wish the dude had figured it out. But iconic character nonetheless. I love Madcap's intensity and his energy. Again, he is a blank slate, but that isn't a bad thing if you put your fucking commitment into it and work like this. It's, he's out there. He's grinding, man. He's going for it. It's good. This, isn't, this is like a really, to me anyway, and again, People will, will uh, have different tastes on TV wrestling. It's fine. But to me, this is like a really proficient, well-executed TV match. I think both guys are doing a really nice job. And especially Solo, I think he's like a three-year pro, I want to say, maybe four. I think, I think you know, there's, there's a lot to like about both guys, genuinely. I mean, it's not going to blow anyone. It's not supposed to. It's just a match, right? But it looks like the people are into it. and um. I think both guys are doing a good job, which is cool. They're on Fox, man, live. It's difficult. Some of Solo's strikes are awesome. Not all of them. And he's going to, you know, when he really figures out the, what package he should focus on, he'll be better for it. But it's a good match. Look at that energy there on those back elbows from Moss. The way he hits the ropes and hits the corner buckle. Wish Solo would tighten up his... Uh, Samoan drop, you know. I think he would. He would. That's one thing that he does every time I see him. It's like it looks like very loose, which is strange because he does it in every single match. It's one of his signature moves, but he doesn't hook the left arm. It's like I don't know. I guess Yoko again. Maybe that's like a that's like a choice because Yoko never used to do that either. Yoko was fucking huge, so he used to like he could just pick up one arm and he'd be on, you know. But as James says, the Usos ones are like. They did the pop-up one sometimes, which is such a cool move. I definitely think Solo as a worker right now would be better suited to being a babyface, but you're not going to get a better role in the bloodline, so go with it. But I don't think he's particularly compelling in control, which honestly most wrestlers at his experience level aren't. But Roll up. It's a nice full finish. I don't know if the people are rocking, but they're, uh, they've got me kind of... You know, got me paying attention. Or they've kept my attention, I should say. Fall away deal coming up here. Yep. My God. Moss is just fucking fiery, you know? They're going to do a count out, really, on this match. Surely you can pin Madcap Moss, guys. Let's not do a count out, please. Thank you. Okay, they're going to do something with the Usos here. Nope. Sammy is incredible. <laughs> good feed on that super kick. He didn't signal it too much, but it was good. You're an ugly finish. Do you remember when the Fed made that Joe's finish because they were scared of the muscle buster? I mean, I understand why they were scared of it, but do you remember that? That was his finish, the Urinagi? Good match. Nothing you'll remember next week, but like really solid and 
nice polish to it and well executed. It felt like two pros having a TV match, which it very easily couldn't, you know, could have failed to do considering. I liked it. All right. My bad, guys. I'm just reading something. <clears throat> yeah, Sammy's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, the Uranagi's got it. It needs a little more. It needs a little more snap point. It needs a little bit more elevation on it. I agree. It looked okay, though. Honestly, bro, Lex Yoko is not like. It ain't. Unless you're talking about WrestleMania 10, that match fucking sucks. But the, the SummerSlam one is not actually that bad of a match. It's the finish that's infamous. The actual meat of the match is like low-key kind of effective. There's like a mythology that the Lex thing completely failed. If you actually watched the show, they absolutely could have just had Lex win and he probably would have been fine. But fuck it, I guess. I don't know. Like when I first watched it, I remember thinking it was going to be like a like the crowd wouldn't be into it or whatever. The crowd absolutely is with Lex. They want Lex to win. I don't know why they find it complicated so much for history. By contrast, of course, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels when he defended his world's title against Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, at uh, Survivor Series 96. They did not want him to win that match. They instead booed him and said, Shawn sucks. So, you know, it's interesting how history works is what I'm saying. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of it, man, but, like, genuinely, the Sammy Bloodline stuff looks like it's, like, really good TV. Really good TV. Good shit. It's um, it's cool to see Sammy, like, doing so well. I mean, a lot of you remember this, but when there was talk about his contract, I never bought that he would leave because Sammy has always been very transparent about, like, they basically leave him to his own devices. I mean, obviously, they put him in a certain slot. They were, I'm not saying they're going to say, you know, go be the world champ. What I mean is, in terms of his promos and the way he presents himself, he can basically do what he wants, partly because the writers would rather do that than have to, you know, argue with him about it so he just kind of lets him just let him cook and because he's able to enjoy and embrace character work he can be a goof and actually come out of it golden you know like he can really get himself over as like a main event level act while being a complete buffoon i mean he was a complete punchline at wrestlemania with the with the jackass guys but it's like he did it in a way where he couldn't have felt you know more relevant and more important than he did. It was it was very impressive in that way. And that's where he's such a special wrestler and his range is he honestly he may be unmatched in that regard, right? The idea you could be a comedy heel and be the best it, or you could be a fiery underdog babyface and be the best it. Like very, very impressive. Great, great wrestler. Obviously I'm preaching the choir. I know you all know this, but we're just talking here during an ad break. <laughs> yes, great ladder match, definitely. Sammy, AJ and Jeff. Crazy match as well, considering that Sammy's had like two shoulder surgeries or double shoulder surgery at one point, and both at the same time, didn't he? I think Jeff is obviously, God bless him, Jeff's been through it. And AJ, in his own way, was what, 42 then? Like, wild. Yeah, I love King of Comedy. Sorry, but I saw you was watching that. I, um, I actually prefer King of Comedy to Taxi Driver which is a hot take. Critics did not love King of Comedy initially. People have definitely grown to appreciate it more, I think. Um, it's a very interesting film through 2022 eyes because 
the idea of, you know, people talk a lot about having relationships with, you know, like fantasy relationships with people that you're a fan of. And you see a lot of that on social media and it's just really interesting through that lens. You know, Pupkin, like that character. We all follow a few Rupert Pupkins on social media. So it's, it's very, very interesting. But I love the film. I think it's great. Very, very memorable De Niro performance, which is not a surprise to anyone in the world, but you know what I mean. Under Vince, TV time is more important than TV wins, and Sammy was always getting TV time, always expecting to resign. Great analysis, couldn't agree more. You know, they are the wins and losses don't matter thing, it can be a feature and a flaw for me personally. My preference is more the latter, but it absolutely was a thing. Like, should Road Dog have tweeted it? No, because it exposes like a philosoph philosophical flaw within the promotion. But there is absolutely truth to like some of the top guys in the promotion do not win on TV weekly because the idea is they're in top angles. So they ain't worrying about that shit. You know, they'll do what they do and they just kind of. And again, that doesn't mean it's good, but you're absolutely correct. That's a perfect way of putting it. Yes. Um, the angle started. I'm actually genuinely thankful for this. I don't know. The angle started because after the Knoxville, Knoxville thing, uh, Sammy thought no one respected him anymore, so he attached himself to the bloodline to get his credibility back. And the idea was that he was just using them and they'd find him out and beat his ass eventually, and that would be that. But people took it to, people took to it so much, they just legit put him in the group. It's awesome, man. They they rolled with it, you know, and they, uh, they've they got something that's stuck and they've, they've capitalised. And I think when eventually, you know, Sammy and Kevin wrestle the Usos. I mean, I ain't missing that thing, man. I mean, I, I think um, you guys know I'm, I, I think a lot of the Usos. I don't think they're what they were, but I think they're still capable of, of pulling out special matches when necessary. But against Kevin and Sammy with the right crowd, which I assume it will be because they've earned that crowd reaction, I think it could be special. Very, very special. Um, yes, King of Comedy is... Like Joker is like a merger of King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, honestly. Braun Strowman and Otis next week. Okay, we're probably going to be back next week, guys, because uh, I want to watch that. Um, King of Comedy is like, it's very on the nose. There's a lot of Taxi Driver in it too, but obviously with De Niro and the talk show, like it's pretty aggressively there. Um, Joker is a film I like. I think it's a good film. I understand why there's like, you know, there's other, I think it's a good film. I obviously don't think it was groundbreaking or mind-blowing because I'm aware of the films that it was, you know, we'll politely say paying homage to. Um, there could be a less polite phrasing for it, but but yeah, absolutely, you're correct. My third favourite De Niro performance by a taxi driver in Raging Bull. Enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Now going to see Casino. Intrigued what you think of Casino. I like Casino because it's a great film, objectively speaking, in terms of just you know, like I can, I can appreciate it. I have never connected with the way I've connected with Goodfellas. Um, I find the pacing to be challenging slightly. Tell me what you think of it, Tope. I'm intrigued. I will say the closing, um, the closing montage. That's what I'll say. I'll spoil it. But like, there's like a montage in that film that will stick with me forever, forever. It's just like. Etched in my brain, every single shot of it. But a lot of people like Casino more than Goodfellas. I, I just, I think Goodfellas is like, I just think it's such, a, such a more enjoyable cinematic experience, which is probably 
not the not the <laughs> not the best phrasing for it, but there you go. Whatever. Think SmackDown has helped ranking wise over Raw a little bit by people watching it before Rampage who aren't watching Raw. I'm sure that that's a thing. I think the biggest difference, honestly, man, is just the the TV network situation, right? Like, I think Fox is obviously is such a wider net of folks you can get to watch it. Um, I think that's what it is. So, but I'm sure there's folks that do. I mean, we're doing it now. Like, I wouldn't watch this show unless I was doing this before, you know, Rampage. So. Fair. You interested in seeing that film Amsterdam? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to see it. I'm very aware that uh, there are, you know, elements to. Um, I forgot brother's name. David O. Russell, right? Why am I like glitching on this? I'm, I'm, I'm like convincing myself this isn't dude's name. David O. Russell, right? Yeah. He's a. Uh, he's past. Is absolutely going to be central during the press push of this movie because for whatever reason it's completely gone under the radar, you know, previously. And I think with the the climate we we live in now, rightly it will be spotlighted, you know, and there'll be questions asked about certain people that are in the film. So much like you're seeing with uh, with Don't Worry, Darling, I think that's going to kind of steal the headlines when that film gets a big push. But I will absolutely see it because I'm a sicko who watches wrestling with horrible people in it, and it has Christian Bale in it, and I need my, I need my fuel. You know what I mean. I'm an addict. So yes, absolutely. I'm gonna see it. But actually, a lot of like I saw. Um, I'm kind of popping for like the options in cinema right now. I think it's actually like kind of low key, encouraging. I saw two Who Done It flicks basically, and we like a four day stretch. Was very very excited about this. I mean, bodies, bodies, bodies is not like a you know, but. See how they run is a traditional who done it. Sam Rockwell, good, good vibes, good stuff. Not a classic, but nice stuff. Anyway, SmackDown's on. There's a four-way tag about Adam. Uh, Viking Raiders beat New Day twice. They are not in this match. Owned. Uh, yeah, I I think this is a thing too. I think Friday nights people have a lot more fun in the live crowd. Good call. Good call. They've given this match like twenty minutes, so. Is this elimination, guys, or is this just straight up fatal four-way? Yep, knives out sequel. Absolutely right. Did you see that thing? Um, apparently, they were like one of the original ideas was that in each film, he would have a different accent. <laughs> it would just his accent would just transform to something else ridiculous. Pop me huge. They're not doing it, unfortunately. He's keeping the accent, which I mean was a hilarious accent in itself, but that did make me laugh. Damn, Pete Dunn and Naxal uh, are getting to it, man. Marcel Bartz. Oh, fuck, I did this last week. Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser and Pete Dunn. And Butch. No, is he Pete Dunn? Is he Butch? I don't know. Whatever's happening, they're having a hell of a wrestling match here. Great start. That's way a little bit there longer than they'd like to on Eichner's uh, cutoff. This Ridge Holland fucker. I don't know if he's any good, but he's a big, big meathead looking fucker, you know? Good stuff. Top dollar has picked up Ashanti the Adonis. Big dive to the floor. Gunter and Seamus are doing that thing again where they stare at each other at rules. <laughs> Top dollar just fed a chop block and it fucking popped me. <laughs> the Top dollar is a very interesting wrestler. 
I, I, this is uh, this is the kind of shit that like Fed stands with here. Their promotion doesn't do it. It pops me so much because they, they those three guys were just waiting for a dive for like a ninety second stretch. They're gonna do it again, another dive. My God, they fed two dives and was ready for a third. I assume that's the ad break. Or not. I don't know. Yeah, it's the ad break. <clears throat> God bless. The cinema next to where they tape dark sounds like an incredible experience for Joey Bingbo. Could you imagine how dangerous I'd be in that set in JJ? Walking out of an eight-hour taping with JJ being like, do you want to see this new flick? There's a horror movie in town. I love Woods too, Kiwi. He's one of those guys who is absolutely, you know, featured and has had a great career. He should be very proud of it. But I genuinely think if things have felt fallen differently, he could have been like a real top guy, which says a lot about how good he is because his career has been great enough as it is, you know. It's hilarious, bro. They really believe this, the Fed fans. It's adorable. Wrestling, everyone wrestles the same way now, you know. It's uh, it's just it's the same. You see those same if issues across the board. I mean, obviously they're more like, you know, more present in in AEW, but like that's only because they have like a more wider variety of styles. They still happen in WWE. One second, folks. Pop. The Grinners go to the cinema after a 400-match taping of AEW Dark. Respect. Yeah, New Day, it's hard with New Day because I think the problem with, with the New Day act at this point as a team is, like, they've won the belt so many times and I just don't... I mean, I'm not saying it's right the way they use them. I wouldn't have them lose to the fucking Viking Raiders, but, like... I gotta be honest. I think it's difficult to book a tag act as long as they've been going now because they've been the top team for what seven. And obviously the Usos. How do we put this? Uh, the Usos have been around longer, but for a plethora of reasons, the Usos also like disappear at times, which we'll leave there. So, is you know the new? There's always two members of the new day around, right? It's very chat, and this is as James says. This is exactly where I was about to go. That is ex that is what happens to the Briscoes and Ring of Honor. Like it was like you were kind of stuck because they were the best team, and they were the most reliable team, and they were the most over team. It's like fuck, how many more times can we put these belts on them? You know, it's like it's just it's, cha it's challenging, and that doesn't mean they're doing a good job of it because I don't think they are. I think they should be. I've always thought they should be more protected now because I think tag team wrestling should be more important. You know. Um like, I always would get mad when, you know, the Forgotten Sons would be, um, this is an example I always use, but I, I think it's a good example of the issue. The Forgotten Sons came up and beat the New Day immediately, and it didn't feel like that big of a deal. If an NXT guy came up and beat Roman Reigns immediately, it would be, like, groundbreaking. That should be the target for your top tag team. You know, the team that is probably the best team in promotional history and has 10 title reigns or whatever they have, beating them should be, like winning the Super Bowl. But because they see tag wrestling as mid-card, it never has been that way. And I think it's a real shame. You know, I, I would have loved to have seen them in a promotion, not in a promotion, in a time, in a place 
where tag wrestling could be a main event thing because I think Uso's New Day could have closed house shows every single night and rocked the place when Jinder and Natty were the champs on SmackDown, you know? So it's a shame. Yeah, they put them over at least once, maybe twice, when they first came up. They do it a lot, man. They beat them a lot. It's just, it's a shame. They're so entertaining, they don't feel the need, like, to protect them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, like, AEW could even do a better job of making it main event, but it's still, you can see it's a way different thing. Like, if you pin the Young Bucks or FTR, it's like, fuck. It's way different, you know? And as Joe says, if you do that, it's like, Uso, that one actually can, as you said. Uso's and and uh, uh, Steen and... and um, I'm, the way I've read the Steen Erico thing, and I've like Owens and Zayn <laughs> could absolutely headline. But part of that is because the Usos are like so established, and they're you know the other guys are so popular. But that could actually be something you go to a lot of tag teams easily, you know, easily. I think the uh, the beef with Raquel is mostly. Um, I want to say mostly, but I think a lot of it is the non wrestling element to her game. Has a tag title match ever made an event at the pay-per-view in WWE before? I genuinely don't think so. I could be... No, it probably has. DX here, it probably did, right? When Sean and Triple H had them. Remember, because they were the guys that first got the copper belt, so they must have made an event in one of them. I don't know. There's not many, I don't think. And I'm like, I just... It's a philosophical thing. I've always been strong on this. This isn't a promotion bias. Like, I've always said this. I just think tag wrestling should be like that genre's equivalent. The world title should feel the same, you know? Like the women's world title, the men's world title, the tag world titles should be equals just in their own medium of the, or their own genre of the medium, if that makes any sense whatsoever. You know, the Uso should feel as unbeatable as Roman, as as Bianca, as whoever, you know? That's just my, that's, to me, that would be, I think that's a huge assistance for pay-per-view events because then you have big-time main events. Um, DX vs. Jericho, DX vs. Cody and Ted. There you go. Rock and Cena, Miz and Truth may have had one, yeah. The, the, the comment was tag title, but yeah, they did, absolutely. Um, the top dollar is in. Let's watch again. Hang on a second. Ridge Holland and top dollar. Shoulder tackles. Here we go, folks. God, there's still 13 minutes left. European uppercut. There might be something to this big fucker, you know. I'm telling you. He's sort of rough and... There might be something there. I've not really seen him wrestle, so I don't know, but... The top dollar is... is uh, He's signalling. Commanding traffic. I just randomly switched over to SmackDown to see what the main event was. It's a weird multi-tag. Yes, absolutely. It was not for the title. DX and Legacy. There you go. There you go. Adonis is a... He seems he seems like he's, you know, got some natural gifts in there. I don't, I don't know how his fundamentals are because I don't think he's been wrestling for that long, right? As far as I know. They seem to keep him out of the ring a lot in the first top dollar run or a hit row run, I should say. <laughs> it amazes me the way that Kofi's able to just like 
he's the fact that he whenever I check into this fucking show, Kofi is the exact same wrestler. I don't mean that as an insult, I mean like his consistency is extraordinary. He's he's so reliable. They're going to another ad here, aren't they? Yep. All right. Let's try and lock in in the last few minutes here when it comes back. But, you know, I, I don't like Mommy Man Tag, so I don't really care. I didn't see any of Top Dollar at GCW. I don't think Top Dollar is particularly good, but he's sort of, a, you know, he can make a hot tag. So ultimately, I don't know, man. Like, and this is the thing, right? It's, it's one of those deals where they obviously needed teams. Um, and if he likes those guys, then go for it. I personally wouldn't be, you know, desperate to bring back the top dollar and 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 hit row without swerve, but he liked the act, so I get it. they can they can help pad out the division, you know, that's fine. Has Kofi outlasted Dolph at doing that, or is Dolph similar in your mind? I haven't watched WWE in a long time. Um They're very similar. I don't think he's outlasted him because Dolph is still pretty good, man. Like Dolph's recent stuff has actually been really good. He's kind of got back on track. What I would say the difference is, while I'd say they're similar, Kofi's effort level is a lot more consistent. There are nights where Dolph doesn't give a shit. But because Dolph is so, like, objectively good at his job, he can kind of sleepwalk through. As of late, he's actually appeared to be having a real blast out there, and he's really putting effort in and, and you know, trying to just kind of make the most of every night that he's, that he's kind of got there. Because I think, you know... As a baby face, uh, he seems to be having fun just, like, embracing the fans' kind of respect for him. So they're very similar. I wouldn't say he's outlasted him because Dolph's still good, but Dolph's not quite as consistent in effort, I would say. And, and that's more a case because the booking has kicked the shit out of him, obviously. It's a good call. We have one injury, yeah. Very seldom gets hurt. Good call. Um, two-man power trip versus Brothers of Destruction, main event with the tag titles on the line. My God, that's a big match. 2001, yeah, that makes sense. Good call. Yes, he seems like a good guy. I mean, look, the thing is, a lot of people, a lot of my friends about it, Twitter, you know, it's not a... I have not heard Top Dollar and B-Fab's new rap, no. Loki and Dolph is a really, like, fun fever dream match. There's some really cool moments in it. It's just obviously slightly derailed by the fact that Loki kicks Dolph directly in the face and nearly shatters his whole face. Um, so, it's fun, though. I mean, I remember the match being pretty good. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken, but I think it's pretty good. It's just, you know, that sort of throws off the rails a little bit. Um... Yeah, I think definitely. Dolph seems a lot more like attached to the ups and downs of his book than Kofi did. And there's no right or wrong way there, right? It's just, it definitely feels like they approached it slightly differently. Both have had great careers. Absolutely. Yeah. Dolph was great in the uh, in the uh, Raw Underground gimmick. Yep, Key won the NXT. He had one pay-per-view match. He did a few jobs on TV and got sacked. Respect. Yes, we do mean Cabal. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Don't remind Key of that. You know he's watching. 
I've enjoyed this show for the most part. That's uh, so Logan Paul and the highly unnecessary Braun Alpha Academy feud. That rules because the only thing I'll remember about this show is the Braun Alpha Academy feud. So respect. Um, it's been fine. I don't know. I don't really watch it, so I can't tell you if it's good or bad. Top Dollar does shitty double meaning bars and compares himself to Biggie. Well, let's get back to the match. Turkey Woods is making a comeback. Hot tag here. Woods, you talk about a guy who always has energy, right? Woods is so great at that. I love when Woods works singles matches. I haven't seen him obviously doing a while because I haven't watched it closely, but I always love when he would get a chance to do those. He can really sell. Great comeback. Really underrated as just a straight-up worker, man. Really is. Double feed there. <clears throat> I'm going to read that out, Dukes. I'm just going to put it on the screen. Let people make their own mind up. Great feed here from Eichner. Great, great feed. Great feed from Eichner. My God. What's that move called? That, what was that? Um, Saban's finish? Shell shock? What was Saban's finish called? He just did it on TV. Rick Ross slander. Fat Joe slander. My God. <laughs> DJ Khaled Erasure. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Fuck. Oh, my. <laughs> What an incredible, incredible response from Young Dukes. Pop me with that, brother. Yeah. Dolph definitely, I want to be clear. When I say he stopped caring at one point, he had every right to stop caring because he absolutely was someone who worked too hard. They used to give him so much shit for actually taking pride in his effort and work. Yes. I agree with this totally. I've been consistent on this. Don't have an ad. I. I don't know how much of this show, these shows I'm going to watch consistently because, honestly, I just don't really care to watch more wrestling um, at this point in my life. Maybe eventually I'll get back to full analytical mode and watch all of it. But I think it's very cool that WWE is a place where wrestlers we like can go and wrestle and not go and have their whole fucking act torn up <clears throat> and, you know, destroyed. I think it's a very, very good development. Top dollar just for a big boot. Top dollar is now doing the double team Samoan drop deal that Nia Jax made famous. Couldn't get that out. Fuck. Oh my god, he's doing a third. He's he's got a he's caught Woods too. Wrestling pops me because Top Dollar went from like not having any opportunities in wrestling to just working in front of like 2 million people on Fox and the main event. It's a pretty wild landscape, you know. <clears throat> people have come up for the top dollar, it appears. Rich Holland just for a lariat and like <laughs> dollar, dollar took it very interestingly. Oh my God, I thought top dollar was going to do a pile driver. I was very scared then for a second. Rich Holland, if he does an Alabama slam... Oh, my God. Sank to this Ridge Holland fucker, guys, I'm telling you. I've only seen him, like, do, like, throw forearms and do an Alabama slam, but, my God. 
he just looks like a rough, you know, he's, he's sort of, he, he looks like a guy who don't really know what he's doing. Something to be said for that in the last week. Adonis just hit Woods directly in the face with a forearm. Woods got him back pretty good. Nice receipt. Super kick. Oh, my God. These guys are kicking the shit out of each other here. This is pretty physical. We're good at the new day one. Do we all agree? We're good. Another dive from Kofi. Top dollar with an amazing sell. This should be the finish. Frog splash to the back. Pete Dunn breaks up. They're tearing out, man. They're having a good match. I don't. These matches are very like much like fast food to me. Like I, I'm enjoying this fine, but I will not remember it because it's a four man four way tag. But this is very well worked, very well put together. I think that's actually the best time for it. Eichner in, roll reverse, good full finishes, very good full finishes. Eichner is such a good worker. He's like a sort of mini Cesaro. Oh, my God. You sort of punted him in the jaw. Holy shit. Then their power driver finish. I think this is actually... Well, not power, whatever the fuck they're doing. Ridge Holland is tagged in. Uh-oh. Are the Brutes going to win? My God. The Brits have won. They're going to wrestle the Usos. I'm very excited about this. This feels like something I can really talk myself into. They're immediately going off the air. My God, like, quick out. Uh, I did not see this Brado match or promo yet. I will watch it, absolutely. Yes, I did forget that he broke Biggie's neck. That's very bad. Um, I probably would like to rescind my comment in which I said, uh, it's good that he doesn't know what he's doing. It's actually bad. My apologies. Pretty back. I agree. Right, folks, we're headed to Rampage now. Um, let me get my shit fired up. I'll get sound on Rampage. Can I watch it on my laptop? And uh, the Fight TV app. Let's tweet a link out for the pals out there. And uh, so some fun. This is with 55 seconds away, so it should be a good time. Bear with me here while I. Okay. Hope you've enjoyed this so far. I'm going to try and do this, you know, some sort of version of a grin along most weeks. I think it's a good time. Okay. This tweet, Rampage Time. I was going to do one of the lyrics to the song, but, you know, I've forgotten them and it would take too much effort. Two words is as much as I can get out of me right now. Rampage time, boom, there you go. Right. As we wait here, it's just 13 seconds. Yeah, I need to see the I need to see this match, definitely. Absolutely I do. Alright. Here we go. Let me get myself uh locked in here. How do I do this on the screen? Last week I did it pretty good. Alright. It's Friday night, yes. I know what it means, Jim. Please give me a minute. Um, how do I do this? Okay. Oh, fuck, Matt Hardy's in the ring. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. All right. 
We're underway, folks, with uh, Derby and Matt Hardy. I'm going to cover my face on the screen. If my connection breaks up, please tell me, because I will not be able to see it. I'm looking at this, the match, right? Just tell me if I start breaking up. All right. I appreciate this. I like reviewing that stuff because it's very simple structure. So you have to kind of, um, it's like an easy test grade, you know, see how guys had their own quirks to it, how well they execute the, the simple, you know, the simple, the simple parts of the game. Um, it's fun. I think Oracle and I both really enjoy that. We're going to do another watch along with that Swerve Athena match. It ruled. Uh, yes, we will do them. I have been kind of doing these just because for me right now, Claudio is going to do a promo. Uh, for me right now, this is like a good way for me to watch modern wrestling in a way that's beneficial for our platform, you know. But the, at times, we'll definitely do those screen longs. I actually have a few matches saved that are going to like, we're going to do in watch-along format. Also, we're going to do a, uh, this is a hilarious announcement in September, but it's something that we've planned, or I've planned. We're going to do a Christmas special um, in which it's like a two, three-hour grin-along. And the match is going to be on the screen, and uh, that will be a that will be a cool deal. I'm very excited about that. Some of the folks on Discord helped me kind of come up with that idea, honestly. Even though I don't think that was their intention. <laughs> I do remember the Fools' Game with Matt and Darby. It was awesome. Let me quickly star that comment so I can go back to it. Let me try and watch this. My bad, guys. Looks like had a very solid opening. Matt was like working the arm, it appeared. Yes, we're going to watch the match. Yes, Joe, absolutely. I loved watching that with you guys on Discord. It's fun. Crucifix pin, Michael. This is an interesting look at the match rocking here. Damn. Matt went flying over there. That was a really nice sequence on the apron, wasn't it? That was really good, man. That was really well put together. Awesome sequence of Derby Speed getting an advantage. And then Matt just whacked him to cut him off. That's good. I thought it was going to be the cutoff, but Derby pushed him off. So I think uh, I think we're going to see Derby do something dumb here in a second at Pierce. I think Jeff's actually going to come back, whether he should or not. Honestly, man, I, I don't know. I... Uh, It's, it's a bummer. I don't know. Hopefully, um, hopefully Jeff is good, regardless of all the wrestling stuff. But I can't pretend that when I read those headlines, my response is anything other than fear and pessimism, sadly. Good luck to the guy. I mean, everyone's rooting for him. Yeah, we said that before, uh, as soon as I realized that wasn't going to be the cutoff, I knew that Darby was going to do something dumb for the real cutoff. And, uh, Indeed, Swanson misses on the apron. He actually did it in a way that was pretty, pretty smart. It could have been a lot worse. He could have took it way more. He kind of turned. Very stunt bump, that was very. Um, Matt's now going to work the back a little bit. I agree with this totally. If you realise Matt has limitations, he actually rules because he works his ass off when he doesn't need to. I agree with that 100%. Like, Matt absolutely tries 
And because he has a good understanding of what layout and pacing, he can actually have like solid matches, even though he can barely walk. I've been talking about this for a while because I think he doesn't actually get enough credit for it. <laughs> like you can argue whether or not he should be on TV, but he like he can have like really solid matches. And if you watch him just walk, it's kind of unfathomable that he can that he can do that, honestly. Yeah, it's, I don't know how to deal with the Jeff thing, man. I, I um, someone wrote something like this. I, I forget what who it was on Twitter, but someone was like, "We've met the new Jeff Hardy enough times. It's time for him to just be like old Jeff Hardy, meaning it's time for him to go and be a dad and fucking, you know, stop like diving off ladders and just just try and live an adult life." I ain't saying to that, but ain't my life. I just hope the guy's okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Honestly, like Matt is, he struggles to get around, but he's, he manages to have these sort of competent wrestling matches. He does very much so, but he very much cares. He's a guy who's a real, I think, benefit to the industry in terms of like, I think he takes actual, um, pride in helping guys out and being ahead of the curve and, and trying to make the most of what you can do. Again, I'm not going to lie to you guys. If he was never on AEW TV again, I don't think anyone could argue it's unfair. Um, but I'm always keen to kind of pull punches when it comes to Matt, because I think some people, that was nice problem. I think some people like, I know they keep the shit out of him and I get it, but I think he tries very fucking hard for his uh for his what he's capable of at this point. That's basically what I'm getting at. Doesn't mean he should be on TV, but I'm hesitant to always like, you know, bury the guy. He's he's working a smart match here, working Darby's back. Darby's a very easy guy to wrestle to because the format is like simple as shit ever, right? Like he'll just sell, 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 take big bumps, so on and so forth. <clears throat> this is good, man. Like, this is like a genuinely good match. Like, it's it's actively well wrestled. Darby's made a comeback. It's good. Um. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to look at the chat. I'll, I'll catch up. Problem is, when I click on the chat, my screen goes, so I have to... I'll, I'm trying to try and do it in between. All right, guys, my bad. I'll, I'm seeing them. I'll, I'm looking. I, I know what I have to answer. I'm not missing your stuff, I promise. If I do, just write it again. I'll try. Side effect. Nice little finish. I do. I need, bro... So many people that do this shit have like four screens in front of them. It pops me so much. I've just got my laptop <laughs> running fucking <laughs> hundred hours of streaming a month on a shitty laptop with an external keyboard because the shoot keyboard's fucked up. He's doing the delete business. She's nice television. Oh, it's good match. Uh, I think this match is just a match for matches' sake. Honestly, it's chance get get um 
get Derby a win. Yeah, this is the match for match's sake. My God, are we going to do a brain buster? Lost their way a little bit there, but he did a scorpion death drop, which is a pop. Yeah, I think it's a way to have a nice little match and have Derby get a win, but because of the way Derby wrestles, he will sell 70% of the match no matter who he wrestles. He could wrestle, you know, Peter Avalon and he would sell for most of the match, just the way he is. He's like Ray Jr. in that way, actually. It's going up for the coffin drop. Remember that time when they did it at the pay-per-view and Matt just, like, moved for no reason? Incredible bit. Respected it, honestly. Oh, my God. He's going to do the razor's edge. Oh, my. My God. You're like a power bomb. Damn. My Hardy's kind of going off. <laughs> Is he going to do a moonsault? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. Please never do that again, man. That was too scary. I don't want to see that again. Oh, fuck. Bro, this is good. This is probably going to be the best match on the show. I don't know. Like they probably should have just gone home on the code red, right? Just make it, just get over his finish. But good match, genuinely. Right, I started this one because I want. Joe, who do you rank the highest in the New Japan top junior heavyweights? Kushida, Takashi, Desperado, Ishimori. Personal favorite is Kushida. I just love the way he wrestles. Always have. Love the way he can work the mat. I think Takahashi is, is the, the number one there, personally. Right, what we got here? Um, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. My bad, guys, I'm going to try to catch up. Yep, Matt is lower tier Jericho, which is a compliment, obviously. I like the match with Christian too. Duke said Darby's the best pillar, I think. Yeah. Jungle Jack is kind of frustrating me because I actually really like him. Really, really like him, and I don't think it's quite... Lights have gone out. Hang on a second. Oh, my God, it's Jules. Jules, not Jules. Oh, my God, they killed Matt Hardy. Jules did an evil laugh. Jim Ross called her a Jezebel. Brody's done a promo. He wants Darby and Sting to get their asses out here. My God. They have, in fact, got their asses out here. My God. My God. It's interesting Buddy's not there for the angle. wonder why. 
No DQ. Poor Matt is getting the shit kicked out of him. Sting and Darby should probably hurry up, huh? <gasps> Jules pulled his legs out like she was going to hang him. Oh, now, Bud, no, they're going to leave. Why is Bud Matt not showing up to work? Very sad. All right. I'm seeing what I missed. Claudio's going to cut a promo next. That was a nice angle. I like that. Nice 13 minutes of television there. Okay, we're in an ad break. Let me catch up on the chat now. Very scary. Um, I love Brody, man. I, I absolutely think he's, like, kind of special. And I think they've realized it, too. I think he really jumps off the page. Factual. She's a wizard. The fight feed is ahead of the TNT one because... Um, Great Britain forever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited for it too. I think you're going, right, Brucey? You going to the offer ash gimmick? Tell me in the chat. I'll catch back up in a second. Okay, guys, let me uh let me go back. I've uh I've got to paste this correctly if I'm actually ahead of you guys. Right. When the when the show comes back from the ad for you guys, tell me, all right? Like, try and quickly just, as soon as it comes back, type back, or type B, whatever the fuck, type what you want, just tell me. Because <clears throat> then I'll try and sync it, so you guys aren't getting spoiled by me. They did, it was very violent. Very, very violent. Okay. Well, I just, it appears everyone's at different times because <laughs> he gets at five, 30 seconds. JJ mentioned it, so I assume he's, yeah, 30 seconds. I don't know, guys. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back 30. And, uh,. What we'll do is, it's better I'm behind because I don't I don't want to spoil stuff, and then you guys, if you're ahead of me, you can like actively see shit and then wait for my response to it. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to spoil finishes, matches, and stuff. I know that not everyone cares, but it still feels like it's kind of better that you guys be ahead. You know, you're not the ones yelling into your microphone at three fifteen a.m. But do tell me when you get it from the break so I can get a kind of rough read on where we're at consensus-wise. That would be very helpful. So, Claudio Primark next. I know where they're going with this. I got some spoilers on this, so I'm intrigued what you guys think when it happens. We'll let it play out. Pop. My God, you were behind on SmackDown? I think I was behind on SmackDown myself. Um, Joe's not going to get busted open, but his skin will definitely turn into a tone that makes it seem like he's bleeding. <laughs> I think Joe's going to try to wrestle on the mat tonight and uh, root him for him. You know what I mean? 
room for him. That's all. We'll see how it goes. All I know is the big man is back. You know what I mean? The, uh, the graphic they posted on Twitter where it was like Samoa Joe versus George Woods with television television, it's just a picture of Joe <laughs> with the belt. Pop me so much. <laughs> Didn't even have a picture of Woods on the graphic. Fair. I was explaining to shoot earlier, this is a Ring of Honor dream match. I was lying, of course, but it was pretty funny. Okay. Back. We've got a couple people back. So I'm not back yet. Okay, everyone else is back. Okay. I'm back now. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. That's a shame. Hmm. I didn't freeze. I just stopped reacting. Claudio's here. Tony Schiavone is waiting for him. Claudio does a lot of in-ring promos in Ring of Honor. In AEW, whatever the fuck this is called now. <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued how they do this because I know where they're going. I like that Uter is like Claudio's kid brother. It pops me. Pops me very much. The symbol of excellence. My God. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that about the late night grin. A team and a family. Make ourselves better. Factual. Coach Claudio is cooking. He's cooking. I love that match with Dax. It put me that Dave didn't give it three and a half stars. Put me very much. Claudio's like, Claudio looks like really confident in this setting, right? This has been his strongest one yet. This is good shit, man. Two world champs, brother, brother. Two world champs. Here we go. Pop. 
It is time for purity to change. Oh. This being the direction is fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> imagine thinking this is where we'd end up. What an incredible destination we find ourselves in here. Jericho always does Fed segments on AWTV. Like, they're actually doing the U-Tapped Out thing from 2000 SmackDown or whatever the fuck. Always with Jericho. Jericho's whole list of influences, 99 to 2001 TV. Wait. Chris just listed the WWF as its own promotion. Legend. Hooper. Ring of Honor, brother. It's time. <laughs> God bless Chris Jericho. What a character. I think this is genuinely a really cool addition to the card. Legitimately. Jim Ross just popped. Jim Ross just yelled, yeah. Bobby Cruz announcing Jericho. It's <laughs> a good segment. JR just said, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> Bro, JR fucking loves Jericho, man. <laughs> I think it's a really nice addition to the card, genuine. It's a good match. I will say that after next week, we've got to be, we've got to be done with this Blackpool Combat Club JAS business, man. Like we've got to be done with it. Have to be. The baddies are here with Lexi Nair. I didn't think Layla was in the group still. No one's left, folks. I mean, she ain't wrong, let's be honest here. Stokely has been dismissed as a PR clown. That act never really quite clicked, did it? Shame. Diamante is here. 
Oh. Who's her backup? Who actually is that, genuinely? Is homicide a baddie? <laughs> He's not in the 305 either. <laughs> just, just homicide, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, 305's Miami. <laughs> Oh, fuck. JR's fired up for Penelope. Kip Sabian is here, apparently. Chat actually seems to be his Ivelisse. Oh, my God. Come on. Surely not. Please, no. Paige Van Zandt. I don't know where she's from. I love Willow's uh, song. It pops me. Such a hilarious wrestling theme. Ivelisse is not from the 305 owned. I have no clue it is. Mercedes. Sure. they got to just move on, man. I'm sorry. The belt's just dying. It's, it's, no one cares about the belt, man. It's dead. God, dude. you got to switch it up, man. you go. Got to. I'm intrigued by this one. I was excited to see this one booked because I like both women. Um, Says from Connecticut. Well, never mind. Um, I'm excited to see it. Red Velvet. I don't know what's going on. Let's watch this. Um, I'm excited to see this book because I like both women a lot. I'm also intrigued by the result here. In the sense that like... I think Penelope should probably be throwing a bone in terms of getting a TV win. But Willow is obviously a project that you really want to focus on. So I'm intrigued by it. Well, babyface shine here for, for Willow. She always gets over live. Her shtick is not getting a huge reaction here, but I'm intrigued to see if that changes by the end because it usually does. Usually does. Chat seems to have concluded it's Velvet. It's Trina. Rapper. Okay, sure, well. Um, damn. Inside Cradle was tight. You see that? I'm intrigued to see. Because this will give us an idea of how long they're going, how long this shine goes. Yes, Jericho Claudio's Dynamite, yeah. <clears throat> Sammy and Eddie was Rampage. That's the two editions thus far. The way Penelope sold that chop, that was fucking awesome. The Dynamite lineup is actually like genuinely killer for next week, man. Like seriously, that Dynamite lineup is crazy. Crossbody. Tremendous. Odds action Bronson needs to destroy next week. Um... <laughs> Probably not great, but I mean, could happen. Oh, yeah, Sting and Darby has a black has been added to next week, too. That's Rampage also. Pounce. My God. Penelope avoided the pounce, and Willow, like, she's like a start of steps, so she had to just go for it. She just threw herself into the air. 
It's fucking awesome. I mean, it looks ridiculous, but like it's wrestling. It's a good thing. Tremendous. Penelope. The knees on the apron always pops me. Yeah, the mispounce with the calf. It was very, very, very funny calf. Pop me. Did the trick, brother. Have they gone to the ad break for you guys now? I always hate when they give, put the whole heat of the women's match in the ad. Hopefully they get some when they come back, because they did this with the Athena match, and it kind of annoyed me. Kip Sabian is clapping. Jim Ross is unenthused by his presence. Jericho is talking about square posts again. This is a good match, though. Penelope is definitely, like, she's made a point of being a more, like, overt, aggressive villain as she came back. Because I always thought Penelope, she seems like her actual personality, from what I can gather. But based on what I've seen of her in, like, you know, just on social media and and uh, interviews and such, she seems to be someone who's very, like, quiet and actively shy. And I think that bled over into her wrestling for a while where she was kind of like, she was... Somewhat hesitant, I always thought, to like really embrace the character. I thought the bunny helped her with that a lot when they were a team. Since she came back, she's been way more switched on in terms of being like aggressive and being like, you know, nasty in there. I think um, that time as a team, I think it was noticeable. She looks like she's really feeling it since she came back. It's, it's cool, man. Because if she can get that part of it, you know, then I, I think she's a real player in the division. Because she, she may be the best woman in the division in terms of taking bumps for the baby faces, right? I mean, of all the heels, she does a great job with that. So definitely a lot to like about Penelope and what she can add to the division. I just I wish that was a weak spot. And it looks like she's got better in that regard. So good shit. Um, Kip Sabian still being like on screen with Penelope is very funny because. I don't really understand what Kip Sabian's act is yet, but the idea that just he's still with Penelope is funny to me <laughs> because he's completely lost his mind and talks to a box now. So I'm sure it's fine. The picture and picture just ended. For me, I'm sure. Yeah. Velvet's good at that too. Yeah, good call, Dukes. Good call. Good call from the young line of the late night room. I liked the uh, Bunny and Penny stuff. I really did. We uh we actually talked about it a lot in the shows because that was the first run of the green and I uh I like that stuff a lot. I was a big proponent of it. I know a lot of people hated it, but I like both women. Yeah, they do that a lot. Unfortunately, the middle match gets a lot of uh gets a lot of that. Unfortunately, hopefully we don't come back in the middle of the comeback, which drives me fucking nuts when they do that. There was an Eddie Kingston Garcia match that was in the middle and they were like, Garcia had him in a hold and they came back and King had already pulled like his fucking vest and they were throwing chops and I was enraged, very sad. That was the match that Dave claimed they cut 10 minutes from and then someone that was there was like, actually about 90 seconds. <laughs> it got me all heated, it melts. 
Big boot from Willow. Yeah, we're uh, immediately into the comeback, by the way, folks. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Just cuts the rhythm off. You know, when you have picture in picture, it's just it's, it's a shame. Spinebuster. That looked awesome. This is good. What the fuck is Sabian doing out there, man? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I don't understand this business. Awesome Brody King micro baller. Brawler, the Paul just mentioned. I just saw it. Oh. Car. Shades of Johnny Ace. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, Bill's Mafia. I mean, you know, you can, I'll accept it's art if you would like me to, but having to respect it. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> I don't know, man. Penelope is the sports entertainer of the week. Good shit. That render of Penny is wild. She's like, <laughs> she looks like she kicked the shit out of anyone on the roster at Rules. Oh my god. Oh my god. Penny just took the pounce and took like a fucking. Penny just took one of the craziest bumps on that bounce. <laughs> oh my god, pump kick! Oh my goodness! Holy shit! That was like. This whole match has been good, but there was like 90 seconds there that were like incredible. Kip is talking to the box. I'm telling you. That was a hell of a time. That was a hell of a time. Really good match. The pounce bump was something else. See the chops from Willow have made their mark. Hangman and Dark Order are going to do a promo. The Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Hangman's going to apologize to the Dark Order. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know you like this stuff, but I just don't. Not my shit, unfortunately. It's fine. I wonder how stacked that battle royal was going to be. Oh my god, it's Andrade. It's not even Andrade, it's Roosh. I assume Andrade was behind. He's not, it's just Roosh. <laughs> Joy was like, fuck that, I ain't gonna pre-tape. <laughs> Roosh said he's gonna eliminate all their asses. Hangman and Roosh would be great, you're right, Kiwi. A few people said that. Man, they gotta do something more like you could sink your teeth into with Hangman, man. They gotta just, just let him go and beat the fuck out of some people. 
He's always so sad all the time. I, I just want to just beat people up more often on the television show, you know? All egos here. 31 and 10 record. He's here to fight Dan Housen. Stokely is with him. I'm intrigued by how they approach because Ethan can be a very comedic wrestler, can be very willingly funny. Um, but I feel like this is not the time, you know? I feel like it's time for me to, to just keep the share of Dan House and frankly. Crowd loves them some Dan House. No. I actually genuinely think Dan House has been used really well in the promotion. I've enjoyed his presence. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's someone you should use any more than they use him. But like, I genuinely think he's used pretty well. Mostly in like skits, and when he wrestles, he gets the fuck beating out of him. You know, I think it works. The Tony Nese squashing him is one of the funniest moments in wrestling television history. I'll, I'll never forget my reactions. <laughs> Tony Nese just immediately pin him with his finisher. Okay, let's see how they approach this, guys, because I'm a fan of Ethan Page. I think I think he's a, like a guy who's very very useful on any kind of roster. I think it's time. I think it's time to give him something. Uh, you know, more more serious that is not playing with Dan Housen for five minutes. Let's see what they do. Jim Ross just called him underutilized. Big boot cut off immediately. Okay, that's encouraging. Dan Housen's got to get his hands up there, man. You have your hands down like that when guys punching, the way Ethan was. You're just gonna make Ethan's punches look worse than they should. You know. Go get some hands up in there. Ethan's taking the, he's mo mocking the uh, the curse. He told him to kiss his ass. That's rude. I know it's late on a Friday, but there's no time for that, you know. Dan Housen just slapped him in the face. One of Ethan's main moves being the shoulder tackle was eyes going home. Good job, man. I'm proud of these guys. Good stuff. Much better. That's good. That's good. I was very concerned with how that started that they were gonna have like a real match. Ethan pinned him immediately when he wanted to. That's good. Ethan's a player, man. He ain't a main event, but he's something can be very useful in your mid card. The crowds actually have kind of connected with him. He can talk. He can have good matches, even if not blow away matches necessarily, unless he's wrestling Derby. Um he's a good pro wrestler. He's just he knows what he's doing out there. Ricky Starks promo. He's talking about how the factory were in his way. I assume this is going to have a rematch for next week, right? Hobbs now has Starks full attention, folks. Probably for the best. My God. Serious threats. 
He says he'll see Hobbs personally in New York City, whether that means I assume it'll be a segment or match. Shooter of center text. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that setting is. I was actually going to bring it up because they've used it before. Is QT Marshall, Monroe Suzuki, the best dark match this year? Uh, that one that Negative One got involved in with the guy with the very interesting physique. That was the best match of the year. Yeah, I was wondering if they are going to do that as the Lights Out match this year. A few people mentioned that. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Contrarian Alex has tweeted a clip of damage control with the caption, would be dope if they beat me up. And confirmed shooters replied, I agree, they should kick the shit out of you, which has popped me very much. Um, very good. Very good. <laughs> I actually like Stark's in-ring promos more than these one-minute backstage things. When he has time to breathe, he goes off better than MJF. I like him in-ring too. I think mean, he's great either way. I think his issue with that particular promo was that the content was slightly challenging. Um, I agree with you, though, generally. I thought he was a little bit jittery on one of them a couple of weeks. I can't remember which one it was. There was one where I thought he tried a little hard, which is fine. It's not a bad problem. But uh, Ricky's the man. I love Ricky. I'm a much bigger Ricky fan than I'm a MJF fan, but none of you needed to hear me tell you that. You were very aware. He's a great promo, unquestionably. I have seen the chamber with Santino. Yes, one of Brian's greatest uh, pieces of art. You know, the greatest wrestler to ever live, the American Dragon. It's amazing. Okay, it's almost time for the big man to be back. Let me tweet. I hope, you, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I've been here now for nearly three hours. I hope you've, you've had a good time with it. Um, what's happening? Oh, yeah, Samara Joe's back. This tweet, it's time. The big man is back. That's what we're going to tweet. Good tweet, Joe. I agree. Okay. I don't know if you guys saw when I missed that week, Bob, like he did like a parody of my tweets. Made me very mad. My promotional tweets. Very disappointing. It's time. The big man is back. All right. Very good. Ready to go. Locked and loaded. The promotional vehicles are underway. <clears throat> I really hope so, guys. I really hope Brian wins the bell. Pop. Honestly. Not a bad idea. I will watch it on one of these streams one day, this Friday match, but it's like 4 a.m. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I also have to upload this, so it'll be like 5 by the time I'm done because it takes fucking years to process videos on YouTube. I think the match will go about 8 to 10, and then they're going to do an angle. Okay. Here we go. It's time for the Mark Henry segment. Sam Joe's hair is coming back as much as it can. I'm happy for Josh Woods, seriously. 
It's a big match for him, man. Good for him. <clears throat> Smart Mark, little promo here. They're talking about Sam Joe being on vacation. These pieces of shit. Pop me the nieces are in the merch too, Dim Grin. Joe. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, fuck, man. The big man is back. Sterling. <laughs> Just calling him Sterling. Touch me and I'll sue. Rocky Five. That's Rocky Five. Bro, Joe said it's not a vacation, it's a reprieve for people like you. <laughs> what a fucking wrestler. God tier vibes wrestler. God tier. King and Sammy, Jade and Diamante. The the graphic for the Battle Royal. Archer, Lethal, Penta, and Hangman. <laughs> there you go, Hobbs and Ricky. Phoenix and Jungle Boy, holy shit. That was wild. Man, there's a lot of matches next week. Main event, here we go, guys. Do a little bit of housekeeping. My guy, Bam, cheered 100 bits. He sent a message with me, I want to... Try and get out before because I do not want to miss that. Just want to say thank you, Joe, and all of the LNG gang for all the enjoyment you'll provide us. Really enjoy these watches. I'm glad you do, man. This is um this is a lot easier for me in the sense that I can just hang out with you guys and I have to take notes on shit, which can be challenging. When I'm on, it's great. When I'm not, it's challenging. So it's um it's it's fun for me. And if you guys enjoy it, then like that's fucking awesome. Um, James, please do not taunt me with talk of Josh Woods beating Samoa Joe. It's a little aggressive. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Slacker, no. Ian McAbonny's here. The crowd loves them for Samoa Joe. One of the most beloved wrestlers among all fans is Sam Joe. Everyone loves Joe. Fed fans, pure fans, you know, like this, the, the smart mark, like us. Joe's talking his shit. Yeah, I agree, but I think the Rampage lineup's pretty fun too. The Dynamite lineup is crazy good. It's actually better than last year. JR loves Smojo, man. He relates to every promoter. Pop. Oh my God, Jim. Jim. Get off your knees, boss. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> Here we go. Bell is ringing for me. They're going to shake hands. Just, fuck, look at Joe's hair. Holy shit, dude. What the fuck is going on in dude's head? Bell just rung for me. Joe's hair is one of the most incredible things I have literally ever seen. A human sport. He has eight different haircuts on his head. It is extraordinary. 
Needs to get that sheep mullet back. It popped me. Nice heated opening here. I like this matchup. Um, I don't know if Joe's at a point in his career where he's going to get on the mat and do it as well as he would have once. But it's a, it's a nice matchup in theory. <clears throat> I like these grappling exchanges early. Very much feels like competition, you know? I like Woods as like a meathead mid-card guy, man. I think, I think it's, you know, he's not a guy you're going to push beyond that, but I do like him in that role. Thank you, Andrew. I will try to... Uh, I'll get to that after the match, pal. Thank you very much. If I miss stuff in the chat, guys, then uh, just keep posting it slow. Respond. Why is Woods so red? Because he's dressed in Samoa Joe and he has respect for the business. No leg lace gimmick here. Look at this. That was nice, the way Woods got into the mat. I like it. I like the way Woods is wrestling this, like the way he's not like... Like he's working it like, a, like an athlete who's actually there to win rather than doing like shtick and being cowardly here. I think it's a good fit. Big forearm. Oh, shit. Here we go. Throwing some bombs here. Woods is taking his tape off. It feels like a waste of his time, doesn't it? Woods is bringing it, man. <clears throat> it's good. He looks a good fit here. Getting some of those familiar jabs from the big man. Dude, JR is going crazy. Easy. <laughs> JR's going off. Wow. We've watched three hours of wrestling. That was a cut off, wasn't it? Irish whip reversal. Yanked into the ropes. Nice thing. It's, that was a fucking cut off, man. I don't know if I've seen that one before. He like rolled with the Irish whip and pulled him. That's cool. Cool deal. Really nice opening to this match. When do you think they get to Joe Ward? Like, I think soon, Chops. I think pretty damn soon. I also pop for you saying you had the volume loads to listen to the one true commentator. I, I now feel bad, but I'm glad you're popping. Um, yeah, JR's going, he's going mad. Sounds like something bad, Bud Matt. I like to think Bob Fish passed his mouthpiece to Woods on the way out of the door and said, keep it alive, son. Shades of the Fiend. Shades of the Fiend. We're on the mat here. This will be interesting where Joe's at, like physically when they get back up, because this was one thing I noticed when he did it with O'Reilly. There was a point in Joe's career where he could get on the mat and really fucking go. It's more challenging for him now. I mean, he dude's, what, 43? I think it's 43, 44. So it'll be interesting how he looks once he's once they get back from his ad break, because Josh is kind of just stretching him and going from transition, transition from hold to hold, you know? Nothing too strenuous, but they're mostly just settling into a hold. I actually think Rampage is, like, a good way to use JR because it does add a certain importance to these matches in a weird way, but it also allows him to edit his whole shit out. Josh Woods looks excellent here, man. Shoulder tackle comeback there. Look at that. Sells the arm. This is fucking good, guys. 
I'm not even doing a bit here. Like, this is really well wrestled. Pump kick to the arm. Very, very solid, you know? Very, very solid. They're not going to go out there and try and force time out. It's ain't the point, but... It's very well executed. And Josh looks really good in this setting, I think. Really good. Like, there's a thing where... Um, on the, this setting... You see some guys will really step up and like they look like they belong and other guys don't. Here's where he is. Josh is uh is doing he is stepping up right now. I agree with this, by the way. I don't think Joe needs to be spending much time on the mat anymore, but you know. Let him pop himself, I guess, you know. <laughs> I think Joe is absolutely gonna do that, by the way. <laughs> I think he's actually gonna go back to that bizarre haircut he had before. <laughs> Here we go. Familiar Joe combination there. Elbow drop into an arm bar. Didn't quite catch it, but it looked it looked uh, it could have looked cool of it. I always pop for the idea. Josh Woods looks damn good here. Joe's giving him a lot too. A lot. I think this is the kind of archetype that will pop Joe, those wrestlers. Like he's like a legitimate athlete, you know, kind of straight ahead wrestler. Like I think this matchup wouldn't surprise me if Joe was actually into this idea. Legitimately. If Brown wins the world title, who would be the funniest winner of Battle Royal? Who is an insane choice and I'm a contender? Um Masquerade Dorada. I don't think we're gonna see the toe pay chops, but we might. He's kind of nuts with that thing. He does that a lot. In matches where I wouldn't expect him to. So I wouldn't expect it, but he might. Um, Dread <laughs> is absolutely the answer, David. He debuted on Dark literally just last week or this week. <clears throat> I love the pump kick to the arm. I love it. I love the way Woods has wrestled here, man. And the thing is with Joe, he's so unique in the sense that, like, he can give guys a lot and not lose anything because he's so credible, you know? He's great at that. Look at that transition on the choke. Working the arm. What a good blue match. Back to the arm. Oh, man, he gave him saying there. Um, I didn't listen to Diet Post yet. You think they're doing Danielson's champ for a while? Honestly, man, I'm not convinced Danielson's winning. I think Moxley very well could win. I would do Danielson as a champ. I would be surprised if he's champ for a while, unfortunately. I would love him to be. I just think MJF's going to get it pretty soon regardless. My God. Catch Atomic. You know, the big sense on. Good luck, Josh. Oh, fuck that. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is solid, man. It's good shit. I'm very happy for Josh Woods, man. It's good to see him on this stage, like being a real, being a real kind of um, a factor. Obviously, again, he's not going to climb much beyond this this spot, but it's good to see it. It's going back to that arm. Snap. Power slam's always nice, though. 
underrated member of the Power Slam, like Kings, you know what I mean? Like Dustin, Randy. Joe's uh he's in the he's in the there's other guys I'm forgetting. Who had great power slams? Joe's one's up there. Yes, I agree with that totally. I thought if you notice too, James, like did you see Joe was talking to him in that? And they were like very much on the same page, it felt like, in terms of the uh the way the choke stick was supposed to look. Smart Mark here getting involved. Smart Mark, we're gonna get a good false finish out of this, I think. Joe taking that roll up was like, fuck that. <laughs> oh, knee. Knee. Joe's putting on his shoulders. That definitely didn't go as intended, man. That was crazy to even try it, Dave. We're being real. Bro could bet he was like here. He wanted to do like a, like a knee. <laughs> that was fucking nuts. What the fuck was that even... My God. My God. He had everybody's like shoulders. Freaking. <laughs> that was very ambitious. Oh my God. Oh my God. Elite, elite usage of Tony Nice there. That fucking ruled. That was so good, man. Great timing there, Nice. This is it. I think I think they're going straight home here. That was good. They might, man. The the faction's good, James. I like it quite a bit. Good shit. I genuinely thought that was a really nice pro wrestling match. And yes, I am very biased. You get what you get, I suppose. Was a good match. Genuinely, Road Pro, you asked me earlier, I would say it's three and a quarter. Not quite three and a half, but it was a lot closer than I thought it would be, legitimately. Here we go, getting a little bit of heat on Joe here. <clears throat> here we go, we're setting up an angle here for uh, for the Grand Slam, I believe. JR is very mad. This is uh this is an interesting interesting dynamic because this feels like you're eventually gonna get to them two wrestling each other, which is like a big match, you know. See if you promote that properly, big match. Joe's holding on the smart mark, that fucking rules. Man, they teased it. Yeah, save it for the off-rush. Good shit. Ward Joe. <laughs> Good shit. Lou Joe. Lou <laughs> Joe standing there breathing. God bless. Real Hooper. Just going out there on vibes. Yeah, face to face. JR is like... Bro, I'll be real with you, and I know the temptation. There you go, next week on Rampage, Joe and Wardlow versus Neeson Woods. There will be a temptation to, like, go quickly to that angle. If you do that properly and you take your time, that Wardlow-Joe thing could be big, man. 
like you could actually get a lot out of it, I think. Them two, that's two cool dudes, and they don't they overlap enough as like monsters, but they don't overlap too much. You know, there's actually a very you know, obviously <laughs> there's a big difference between the guys and what their appeal is, but there's enough overlap to be a cool team. You got a lot of juice out of it, I think. Um right. I don't know. I was wondering if I was imagining all the matches been on the rampage, but I guess I wasn't. Folks, hope you've enjoyed this. I have a super great read from our pal Andrew. I'll do that now because it would be very bad if I said I'm not going to forget and then forgot. So let me just quickly do this. I'll be in there before you know it. Okay, what we got here in chat? Um, I agree, guys. I thought rampage was fun too. Right. Where where are we at here? Okay. Good brother. Andrew the Giant says, love these Grinalongs, Joe. I've watched SmackDown my own for too long. Love watching it with the Grinners. I'm glad, pal. That's very, very cool. Um, I'm having fun with these two. I don't know if we're going to do this one every week. or Sometimes we might do, um, you know, might do like Raw again. Or maybe sometimes we do Dynamite. It just all depends on how my week's looking. But I'm glad you guys are enjoying them. Um, it's a good time. I like it. Right, is anyone we can raid? We have 40 people in here. Is anyone we can raid before we depart the Twitch gimmick? Anyone we can raid, uh, ideally not like the Wrestling Observer or someone like that. You know, someone who will actually pop to get an audience and be fun. We should we should do more of that, you know? I don't know if anyone's on at 11 p.m. on Friday other than Wrestling Observer, though, so if so, let's just end it. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Oh, how? You're going to get your Joe Wardlow deal in the end, brother. Hang in there. They should win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic first. Mia Yim. Bobby O'Neill's 2K stream is fucking hot. Um, Mia Yim. She doesn't need our audience. Mia Yim fucking rules. Let's, let's do that. Mia, official Mia Yim, I think it is, right? Is it? Yes, official Mia Yim. She's got 98 folks today. She don't need this audience, but still. Mia Yim fucking rules. All right. I'm going to send you guys there. Please be nice. Um, make it clear that Late Night Green is not a pornographic outlet and is instead a professional wrestling platform. And uh, enjoy it over there. Okay. If you're watching on the uh, the Patreon, you just sat through 3 hours and 12 minutes of me on delay, on demand. I love you. I appreciate you. As a treat, here is a video of the Oracle of Wrestling. Telling stories. Good night and God bless.